At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you see a part. It brought. I heard you all at WWE backstage. Welcome to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, back again with episode 119. Don't worry, I know I got the episodes all kind of messed up when it comes to the numbering, but I'm going to get that fixed. But joining me on the podcast today is we got the man, the myth, the reality, my co-host, Q-Flow, Flo the Rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are here, definitely, indeed. And if you guys... Or hearing a little faint something in the background. I am listening to a radio station at the moment where it is God's House of Hip Hop waiting for our co-host, our member of Nerd Coalition, and my brother from the same mother. Not really, but another mother, though. But I want to steal his mom sometimes. Uh, (laughs) His song, which is one of my favorites off his wardrobe album, The Layover, to be played on this radio station. So, I'm not turning this off. I'm just saying it's going to be support because when I hear it, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to let everybody know when this thing comes up. So, you know, I just want to make sure I'm going to put that out there right now. Congratulations on that 11,000 streams, by the way. Q-Flow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, congrats, man. It's cool. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. We moving, man. We are moving. We moving. You know what I'm saying, bro? Look, you, you running. You running, dude. You know what I'm saying? We Hey, we looking from behind, just try, try, just try to make sure we still see. Oh yeah. But somebody I do still see, you know, what I'm saying because you know he, he he is celebrity overnight. That's what Twister Twister said. Uh, prime, not Dion Sanders, excuse me, but prime time. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> overnight, okay. Wow. Using uh, so, the legs on me, okay. I'll just say, hey, yeah, why, why not? I mean, somebody got to do. It. I ain't heard Twister in a while. To be honest with you. <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> so, guys, we got a shitload of wrestling to talk about. Because next week wow. is Thanksgiving. So, oh, yeah. Know, it's, it's, a, it's a holiday. And we got a Friendsgiving on Sunday. So, y'all, I'm going to make sure this podcast comes out to you guys Sunday morning. So, I ain't got to worry about it on Sunday night. And I can enjoy some overbooked, overcrowded Survivor Series. And because some Thanksgiving food. Oh, bro, who you telling? I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. I can't see the whole thing yet. So be- before we do get started, because we got t- we got TakeOver War Games on Saturday. We got Survivor Series on Sunday. We got CM Punk coming back to the WWE backstage. We got Jim Cornette 
like you know being caught acting the fool. You know what I'm saying? So, so much stuff to even talk about. But before we get all into that, we got to make sure you pay the bills. We got to make sure we give a shout out to SpacesPhilly.com. Spaces Philly, the production company we are a part of, where you get your, all your podcast needs at, such as their most popular content on there, the Lulu and Pop Show and the Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, along with both sides and the Mark and Dark Show. Even though they're not doing it at the moment, I want to make sure you guys check that stuff out as well. And you can find the Nerd Coalition on there as well with the... No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nergasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dolphs and Sober Tongues. And don't forget, you guys could buy your Nerd Coalition most, uh, merch excuse me, right there on SpacesPhilly.com. The Nergasm Talk shirts is out. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast shirts is out. And don't worry, we got more apparel coming for you guys, especially around holiday time and coming up in 2020. Yo, I, I'm just excited about how the end of this year is looking, as long as I can stay consistent and do that stuff. And make sure you guys check us out on all your podcast apps needs, such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Speaker. You also can find us on uh, YouTube Premium. But if you guys, uh, you know, it's all free, but if you got Google Play, you also will have YouTube Premium. So, guys, a lot of crossing over between NXT, WWE, I mean, uh, Raw, and SmackDown this whole week. To the point where I'm like, damn, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of, it kind of was a lot. So, but you know, it helped boost ratings in some things. So it's time to go over some predictions of what what we think is going to happen. So we're going to start off with this weekend is Takeover War Games, which has been a tradition now for the past three years in NXT, and now we're going even bigger because this time the woman. The women have a War Games match as well. And this match card for the first time in NXT TakeOver history has a four-match match card. So they took one match away to make sure these War Games matches get enough time. So, right. I'm actually, uh, actually kind of curious how this is going to go because there is a thing of you know, doing too much on one show. And sometimes you don't want certain spots to happen because you don't want to take it away from the main show or the main match. But this is Triple H's NXT, so it may not happen. So why not start off? Uh, let's just get uh, this other match out the way. Finn Balor is taking on Matt Riddle because... Johnny Gargano is injured, and I am of the belief that it's because Finn Balor fucking injured his neck when he put him on that 1960 on the ramp. Now, of course. <laughs> it had to be that. <laughs> right on the head. Spiked the hell out of him. I'm going to say, well. I know he had to get stitches and all that, too, though. So. Yeah, so that, yeah, so he was injured from that. So, But now we got Matt Riddle uh, stepping up. Now, once again, will the Matt Riddle and Finn Balor match be great? Yeah. However, I was kind of looking for that, that, that Gorgano Balor matchup. So, in your personal opinion, who is going to win this matchup? I'm gonna start with UQ Flow. Um, well, I want to be biased here, but it's Finn's first match in NXT back home in NXT. He's gonna win. I got, I got Finn Balor. Okay. Okay. Uh. I think this match is going to surprise everybody. I think it's going to be a showcase match. Like, 
every war game seems to have like one showcase match aside from war games like uh Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black. Or or Velveteen Dream and Chopper. Yeah. So mm. I think this is gonna be that showcase match, especially because Finn Balor he got to show what he can do but not like a full set of skills of what he can actually do on the main roster. So you got Balor winning or Matt Riddle? Oh, yeah, I got Balor. Yeah, I got Balor. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Balor as well because I I don't see him losing this match. Jai Gorgano is is perfect for having five star matches but losing. So I figured he's gonna probably lose his match. Yes, so. and, and, but it don't it don't matter. Don't 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 even add that and losing part because he's gonna get a title shot right after. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. But this time we had to worry about that. But I think it's gonna be a good showcase match, as you said. And I do have uh, Balor winning. However, I do have this match opening the show though. Oh, okay. I, I don't think War Game. I don't think the Makes War Game. I don't think the the women are gonna open up the show. But I think this is gonna open up the show. And then okay. you're gonna have the women after this. But next up, so a, a new twist in things. We're going to have a triple threat match, and the winner is going to take on the NXT. It's going to be number one contender for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. So uh-huh. Adam Cole, right after War Games, is going to be defending that title at Survivor Series. So we already know Adam Cole is no way going to be on that NXT uh, um, the team, the, 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 the five man Survivor Series team, which I'm actually kind of scared to, f- to realize who may be on that team. I, I get that. Oh, right. you know. I know who the leader is going to be. You know who it's going to be. I know who the leader is going to be. Oh, God. <laughs> so we got Pete Dunne taking on Killian Dane, taking on Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. So, a.k.a. Athletic Baron Corbin, what we call him in House of Hardcore. <laughs> so, uh, who do you guys have win here? I'm going to start with you, Primetime. Of who's going to go and face Adam Cole on Sunday? Uh, I'm just doing this off of what they normally would do because not many people are still not aware of NXT. So I think you would want to put Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. I think Pete Dunne win because they usually have good matches. And it's getting new eyes on NXT, so I say Pete Dunne. Okay. Q-Flow? Um, I'm going to say Pete Dunne as well just because, I mean, you got two fresh faces with uh, – Mm, I was about to call him punishment with uh, Damian Priest and uh-huh. uh, Killian Dane. Like, and, like I know, I know they've been around the block a few times, but they're not, they're they're not ready for that picture yet, for that title picture yet. Versus Pete Dunne, who was already a champion, he 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 already been in that spot. Like he know what to do. So, okay, so very good points. I'm gonna go off the limb here and say Damian Priest wins this matchup. That'd be good for me. Damian Priest has been hot, and he has not been made to look weak so far. And I think we don't get Pete Dunn in that match because I think Pete Dunn's going to be on the Survivor Series team. Because they didn't, okay. they, they didn't announce who the NXT Survivor Series teams are, right? Nope, they didn't. Exactly. So that's well, part of. The, I think the women they did, but not the men. Yeah, so we don't know yet. I mean, we don't know what the main spot going to, but we, but we don't know just yet. So I think that I mean, Damian Priest not going to win, but neither is Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne again, his ass kicked already. So what's the point of him winning the title shot when we know he's going to go in there and not win this matchup? 
So the same reason. Never mind. We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, since he's not here right now, but so that's why because I think Killian Dane and Pete Dunn are gonna feud some more. The Dane Priest can go off, and then he's gonna go probably challenge Adam Cole. So I'm gonna go off on the limb. Oh here. yeah, because Killian Dane is a UK guy anyway, right? Yeah, but but, but so, is yeah, he's not, so he's not in UK. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still gonna go with I'm gonna go with Damian Priest on this one. Okay. okay. So, uh, next up, the first ever women's war games matchup. Team Ripley, which is Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and my girl Mia Yim taking on Team uh, Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. Side note, I listened to Mia Yim's uh, uh, Lillian Garcia's podcast uh, featuring me and him on there. Good podcast. Talked about okay. her. Do- talked about her uh, domestic violence and her growing up and her dad being part of the FBI. Her being biracial, all that kind of stuff. I was like, this oh is, wow, this is a that's a pretty good lengthy podcast. On, I know first of all, I know Lillian Garcia had a podcast, but who fucking yeah, does it now? So <laughs> who who fucking does have a podcast these days? So yeah, Lillian. I don't need a Hulk Hogan podcast at all, bro. I definitely don't need a Hulk Hogan I podcast. I don't need a Hulk Hogan oh, podcast at all because. Hulk well, Hogan. you know, brother, I went to the gas station and I seen this brother looking at me. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> because the next thing I'm gonna see is Hogan talking about you know I was the one that convinced Macho Man to make a God's House of Hip Hop album. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> uh yeah, but need to hear that. So yeah, and, uh. That, that was a really good uh, podcast. Anybody got any time, go ahead and check it out. So, you know, first of all, I'm like, who probably won this? We already know that the, the, the Heels got the advantage in the match because what War Games match have they not had that? I think the only time the Heels never had the advantage is when it was like Sting Squadron, when it was like him, Hogan, Macho Man, and Luger, and they destroyed the Dungeon of Doom. So it was like a well, squadron. Of course. It, of course, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, in since the eighties, the heels always got the advantage because that's is fucking war games. So even it, even in TNA when the when they did the lockdown match. Exactly. So I'm like kinda of, in reality, the point of these ladder matches was pointless. So but Yeah, well they just you know, they, we gotta have a we gotta have a good main event. Exactly. Until we get to the, the main event. Yeah, match. we and we just gotta hear uh, you know, uh what was his name? Um Mauro Ronaldo just yelled, Dominic Dachikovic all, all night. <laughs> so, I hope, number one, this is going to be good. That's number one. Because, now, granted, I have seen some of these women wrestle in certain other indies, like, and then they can do good hardcore stuff, such as Candice LeRae, such as me. Um, Candice LeRae going to die, I'll tell you that right she, now. She's she going to die. Yep. Io Shirai right is going to sell her fucking ass off, because that's what she do. And I, 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 what I'm curious about is Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler, Tegan Knox. Those are the ones I'm really worried about. I think Bianca can do good. I don't know about. I, don't, I think Shayna will keep it limited because she has a match next night. Yeah, I, I mean, she probably yeah, be, she, she, sure. she probably gonna be the last one to come out. I mean, I've seen Kaylee Ray do some crazy shit, so. You know, I'm not really worried about her. It's just that the the, the people I have not seen be you know that, that extreme hardcore or anything like that. And that's the ones I'm, I'm I am kind of worried about. But 
I have. I got Team Blaze to win this matchup. Okay. I have a, I have them win this matchup, and uh, like I said, I just hope you know that when they take some table spots or they take some hardcore spots, the table breaks. You know, I I know these women like people like Io Shirai and Candice LeRae is going to scare me because they're going to take some fucking bumps. Uh, uh, I can already see like the moon so off the top of the cage. I, I can see that. But you know, I can also see Eo like you know get tossed right in between the two rings, right on the steel. Like I just see and she'll she'll sell like death. You know, I, I see that happening. I hope I can me- see Candace somehow get thrown off the top of the not the top top, but like high up on, on top of the cage. Because like- that's yeah, I said she'll take some stupid ass yeah. bump like that. Yeah. And you know, I I I see me I'm doing something stupid like because that ladder spot she took, I was like, don't ever do that that way again. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen the ladder like lean from the from, 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 from like the bar to the floor. I was like, why y'all put up on the ring mat? <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. But she a G for that. Who I don't is- think I don't think there's gonna be a table spot in this match. Okay. Do you think there's gonna be any kind of weapons? Because you know, usually Yeah. In, in, you know, Kindle sticks. Candlestick galore. Candlestick galore. Like Kindle sticks, maybe a chair. Yeah, I'll say about two or three chairs. I don't, I I, I kind of want to see like I want to see Bianca Belair like garbage can. Like I I want to see like Bianca Belair like toss one one of these ladies into like a garbage can because she's strong as shit. I think Bianca Belair is gonna be like the the Ivar and Eric or the the War Raiders of last year. It's like she gonna be the strong pick everybody up and I'm gonna throw you into the wall and whatever. Yeah, to be the muscle. Okay, well, who do you have winning then? Uh, Q Flaw, I'll start with you. Um, uh, all right. So I'm gonna probably go. See, here's my thing. I'm I, I'm trying to not to be biased with my points. Uh huh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a woman on both teams. Ooh. Um, right. So it's like I. I don't know. I'm gonna go with the heels though, just okay. cause, just cause, just cause the faces got Candice LeRae, and we all know she was anti Gargano. So, I mean, you right. Uh, prime time, who you oh. got? Um, I say actually I need to get rid of Candice LeRae. <laughs> I'll say the faces, and uh, I'm pretty sure that Marina Shafir and Jess Medill is gonna be on the outside, and like. Dakota Kai's gonna come beat him up or something, and then somehow off of that, they get momentum and win or something. You know? Look, I had Dakota Kai turn on him. Ooh. I thought that too, but then I was like, literally, <laughs> she's with them every time they go to SmackDown. But, but, and then but that's the point. That's the that Smack, that SmackDown, though. That's, that's, any that's, other time she's with them. That's Survivor like, Series stuff. Yeah. That's not that's not in house stuff. Look, it's perception. Over reality, so the thing is, if you make it seem like I'm your partner now, come come time when it's like you know probably Ripley and Basil left in the ring, and then she give her like like one of the Dakota Kai big boots something like that. I just see them screwing. I just see them screwing them over, and Basler t- uh, takes the win here because I don't see Basler win the Survivor Series, but I get to that later. But I'm saying, but right now I got Basler taking the win here. Keep her okay. strong on her show, you know. Okay. 
Uh, then we got the main event. You know it's going to be the main event. The Undisputed Era, all four of them, taking on the team of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dajakovic, and who is the fourth guy? We knew the fourth guy was Dominic Dajakovic, but Gorgano got injured, so Riddle had to step in. So now, who's the other fourth guy? So before we get into who win, win the match, I want to know who your fourth guy is. Prime, I'll start with you. Ooh, you going to start me first? Okay. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know who's left on the roster. Like, that's actually uh, like up there. Leo Rush? But he don't got nothing to do with it. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Shane Thorne? I don't You know who's you left? You just say f- fucking Shane Thorne. <laughs> Probably, uh, what's what's my guy, uh, Raul Mendoza? Yo, for some reason, I'm liking this guy. I'm just liking how he just be like wrestling in tights. Like he reminds me of like Alberto. De- I mean, not Alberto Del Rio. Seeing Amos when he first came. Mm-hmm. That's what he reminds me of, and I'm like, he can really be some something good. Because you know, seeing Amos, mean- seeing Amos came out there looking like a a Mexican Chippendale guy. Yeah, when he first came out there with the hat and oh, everything. Yeah. Look, this I'm hoping that they're lying and they give me Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. God, why did I not even think of him? I was thinking him. Like, I think he's like legit injured but, but, until like... But that's what I'm saying. I'm know. hoping they're lying to the point where like, he, he can come back. Exactly. So he can come back early and I'd be like, put Dream in there. Because he see he got he got beef with Error. Yeah. He got yeah. beef with Undisputed Error. So I'm sitting there thinking like, well, if they're lying... And they hold him off, and they're like, yo, are you ready to do that? He could probably do li- limited shit, or they could oh, do... Oh, come on. Come on. Purple Rainmaker off the top of the cage. Bruh. That, and that's all his only spot. <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> That'll be his only spot. And he'll do that, and then he'll be like, okay. And then somebody takes him out from the air, and then he, he goes back and recuperate for some more. But they need a fourth guy, and right now there is no other fourth guy on the NXT roster unless they're bringing somebody down... From the main roster, which which is not what you should do. Yeah, because I was thinking like if Tyler Breeze was a single competitor, maybe that makes sense. But since he's not, that wouldn't go. But you you need somebody that's on, that's on almost on that main main event level status. And I don't because if somebody like Cameron Grimes walks out, I'm pissed. Isaiah <laughs> <laughs> Swerve. She's only lost one. Oh yeah, probably Swerve Scott. Now you know what. God, if I see Swerve in there though, Swerve would be nice, but I don't know if he, if, I don't know if he, he on that level just yet. Hey, he, hey, he can just be in the match. He don't gotta make the match. No, yeah, he gotta be in the match. He does have to make the match. He, he got, he has to be the high flyer one. Oh, but, well, he he got some good spots he could do. Yeah, but he, he he's he's not believable. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm hoping that you know everything is cool and then, you know we can get we can just get Dream back. He gonna do his little double foot stomp off the top of something, <laughs> or he gonna stand on somebody with a double <clears throat> feet and do a moonsault off somebody. Yeah, cause I can't think of nobody right now that's hot enough in NXT 
or that they build up that to the point where it's just like, huh, they could take over the spot. Unless they do something like bring Tyler Bate out or something like that. Yo, I definitely seen uh what you call on SmackDown wearing an NXT shirt, uh cool gentleman Jack Gallagher. Who oh yeah. God. He said NXT shirt. Oh, what? Well, yeah, wearing, well, he was wearing NXT shirt. He's on two hundred five live, so they kind of converge. So that that's why. Uh. You know what? It's probably gonna be fucking Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it could be a returning. It could be a returning EC three. Oh god! Yo, that would be great for EC three. Where is he? Oh, he I haven't seen him with the jobbers. Yo, he, hey, he said, "Forget this. I'm staying at home." Bro, he. He wish he could say forget this. Vince said, "Go home." You, know, you sure you don't need me for nothing, anything at all? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, go home. So yeah, I don't know who the who's the other dude. All right, so now let's go into who we think is going to win. So I'll start with you, Prime. Who's who's winning the men's war games match? I'm going to say the heels win. So undisputed you, you era. wins for the second year in a row. Wait, no, they win. They win the second. Their second um war games. Yeah, because they've been in it like all three of them, right? Yeah, all of them been in all three. Roddy was in the first one with AOP. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't they, so they got the most experience? You right. How about you, Kefla? Um. Well, I had the heels winning for the women. I got the faces winning for the men. Oh. Because <clears throat> you know what? I won't have to agree with you when it comes to the faces. Because I had the heels winning. I'm like, okay, the face team has to leave out on top. And I got uh, them winning with the returning, the return of Velveteen Dream. Yes, I know he's injured. Yes, I hear about that. But I'm hoping that it's a misdiagnosis or that they, they kind of lie in the throw us off so we can forget about him like we just did and then he comes out and he hears the ow he be like oh shit it's Velveteen Dream yeah yeah right so that'd be nice how mad would Q be with this Gargano that yo that, that, that would be Gargano I'm turning my TV off and Friendsgiving is cancelled but it's not even on Sunday yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's how mad I am yo uh, how stupid would that be that I'm too interested to go in a match with Finn Balor, but let me take this War Games match. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Well, we're gonna be like, so you sure you can do this? Yeah, I'm sure. And then you gonna you gonna point to him. He gonna he gonna get a big pop <laughs> just because he hates it. It's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, right. All right, guys. So that was our takeover War Games predictions. I'm excited about it. Like I said, I want the women to really do good, and because uh, I love the War Games matchup. The WWE version has sold on me. So, I am ha- happy for that. So, you know, I- I'm excited about that. But now it's time to move on and get into the other show. All and right. Now it's time to get into Survivor Series. All right, real quick, real quick, before we get into this, did they play the show yet? No, I'm still listening to it. Right now they got some, uh, let's see, let's turn it up for you. Whoa, kind of like, like Afro Man with gospel. I was about to say, that sounds a little reggae-ish. Yeah. Nah, I don't know who that is either. Because I know they're playing a few of my homies on there, too. Oh, okay. But I yeah, but I don't know who that is. All right, all right. Yeah, oh, oh, don't, don't worry. I, I got I got ear to the station, so I'm letting you know right now. I won't miss okay. the layover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I'm not. I'm not gonna miss the lay. Not my favorite song. I'm not gonna miss the layover. You know right. what I'm saying? So hey, so we got Survivor Series 2019. So now it's not just Raw and SmackDown because I didn't even want to do any of this, but it's gonna be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, the better version of when oh, it was Raw God. versus SmackDown thank- versus ECW back in 2008. I was wondering when NXT was going to be implemented in these cards. Uh, when they, when they get the ass kicked yeah, by AEW. When they came to the main roster. To, uh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> when AEW said, scoot over. Yeah, right. So, uh, now, for NXT, we have a eight-match card. Eight-match card. Survivor Series? Survivor Series. I said, said damn, I did say that. Survivor Series got an eight-match card. <laughs> and I'm actually excited for a lot of matches on here if they get time. So you already know it's going to be a four-hour pay-per-view. A four-hour, because I... Well, yeah, Survivor Series is already, yeah. It's already four. Because I ain't never heard of a five-on-five triple. That's 15 fucking people. <laughs> I'm it so glad they're not doing the tag teams this year. Oh, is bro. it elimination? It's elimination. It is? Yes. yes. So I, we gotta watch. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. My God. We gotta watch 14 <laughs> people get eliminated. Oh my God. At I'm telling you right now, what's gonna happen is. It's we gonna get some count outs. It's gonna Somebody. be. Somebody. Yes. It's, it's gonna be chaotic. They're gonna get the, the fluff out. They're gonna cut all that. They're gonna trim the fat. And then they're gonna leave the important people in there. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. So, right now, let's just get on with the right, card. Can we just get the women's match out of the way? Oh my god, NXT is gonna win this men's one. Never. Oh my god. Can we get the women's match out of the way? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fine, we'll get the women's match out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. A five or five or five triple threat women's survivor series match. T Raw consists of the Queen. Okay. Natalia, Oscar, uh-huh. Kyrie Zane, uh-huh. and Sarah okay. Logan. Who? What? <laughs> what? Sarah. Not Liv Morgan, who's actually going through a transformation. Sarah Logan. Well, you know what? Maybe Liv Morgan will join on SmackDown. Let's listen to the name, shall we? Team SmackDown. Yeah, okay. Sasha Banks. Okay. Carmella. Okay. Uh, Slim Fast Dana Brooke. Uh, Lacey oh. Evans. Really? And Nikki Cross. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, they, they, they didn't even use Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville? Not Thank at all. Thank you. Thank you. They used Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan. They, right. they used Dana Brooke, Sarah Logan, and Carmella. And I'm like, wait, hold on. And don't give me a... I love me some Dana Brooke. You know I love me some Dana Brooke. But I'm like, oh, Sasha needs some help. Sasha, got, you got <clears> two <throat> powerhouses in Fire and Desire, and neither of them? No, we, 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 they, they had Carmella. <laughs> they made Carmella and Dana Brooke win a match to be in this match. Isn't that some shit? And then just added everybody <clears> else. <laughs> Versus Team NXT of the only one that's announced is Rhea Ripley. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I believe the team is Rhea. Uh huh. Tegan. Yeah. Mia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Who was the other one that was? There? Who was the other person? Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. And Tony Storm. Okay. Yeah, Tony Storm was here tonight. I yes. knew I wasn't tripping. <clears throat> Full effect. 
Okay, so if that's the case, we can just say this right now. Team X, he wins his matchup. <laughs> yeah, makes Make sense so. to me. Makes sense to me. I mean... I, I think Raw wins it. You know, because Raw do, do got a squad minus Raw, Sarah Logan. Charlotte, Charlotte and Natalia alone, like... And the Kabuki Warriors. And then the Kabuki Warriors, yeah. And next... Well, Raw I got think the, it's going to go, come down like Oscar and Charlotte if they do win. Yeah, if they're trying to build them up or had a Kabuki Warriors. That green mist, somebody, get, somebody getting that green oh, mist. Somebody getting all that. How, how long? How long does this match go on for though? Uh, because everybody, yeah, everybody, 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 everybody got to get their shit in. It's gonna be like one of those uh, matches where it start off like five minutes or whatever, mm. ten minutes, and then after that, everybody just get eliminated like rapidly. Nah, that, that that's the divas era. They don't do this no more. You know have that. Have you seen who they have in this match? They need to get Dana Brooke out and, and Sarah Logan out quick. Yeah, they gonna oh. trim the fat. Yeah, they, first they, they, they will do that. I'm, I'm, if, uh, if Felicia if Felicia Fox was still on the roster, they would have put her in there. You're right. Okay. Uh, now a champions triple threat match for the tag team championships. We got the Raw tag team champions, the Viking Raiders, taking on. Oh, I didn't even know there was Raw tag team champions because obviously, you know, right. Mm-hmm. I skipped the genre matches. Uh, versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the New Day. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you mean by that? Viking Raiders? Who they? Then they beat somebody on NXT Wednesday. I yeah, they beef. Oh, wait, wait, I guess you must have forgot who they beat, right? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they beat the Forgotten Sons. Come sound like they gave me some points on Wednesday. Yeah, they beat the for- yeah. that's fucked up. Even even the forgotten sons don't even know they beat they went against the Viking Raiders. Look, just take Jackson Riker away from them and just make him the star y'all want him to be, and forget obviously, them again. They knew that <laughs> by two K uh, twenty, obviously. Exactly, that's fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> that's it. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Champions, the New Day, and we have the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Champions. I think this is going to be a good match if they give it time. Nah, I'm still. It's going to be the match that did. deserves time and I'm don't get it. Still upset at what they did. And, and what? What would they do? They took the revival out and put the new day. Not that the new day can't have a good match, but you know how much better it would have been with the revival and the undisputed era and the Viking Raiders. No, because you need somebody to fly. They. We all need every match somebody has to fly. You know, good. They got. They got. got Three o five lock. Look, yeah, but I'm just saying, do Biggie gonna kill himself because you know he, he gotta do his spear through the rope. He gotta do his spear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kofi gotta do his. I don't give a shit about gravity dive. Uh, or we could have got a brain buster on the floor. Now, Prime, I want you to sit back and ask yourself: Are they giving us that? They gave it. Kurt Hawkins took it on you what say, show? They can't do this, at this kind of match. He took it on what not NXT. A, not, not an actual brain bust on the floor is what I was hoping for. I'm saying something crazy, though. Look, the I revival don't... on NXT is so much different from the revival on the main roster. I know. So you want the revival on the main roster in this matchup? But the New Day's, just, when it comes to the main roster, they better. All right. You got a point. So. The rival show why they still love NXT, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, exactly. Now, that match with the Undisputed Era was like, damn, that should have been on the card. But. We'll get to that later. Um, Prime's just upset that he lost the championship titles. That's all. Uh, 
you had to remind me. Uh huh. I'm so sorry, bro. But who y'all got winning? I have Viking Raiders winning. I got the Viking Raiders. Yeah, I got the Viking Raiders. I mean, I know why Q got the Viking Raiders, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got the Viking Raiders winning as well. But I, I, I think they, they need to get this match some time, and it'll be a good match. Well, they only fight jobbers, and like the only people that they fought that weren't jobbers, they lost to. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carl Anderson. And, well, actually, it's a strong case you could call them jobbers too if you want. To, uh, how they treat them sometimes, but. Yeah, I think the Viking is gonna win. All right, so let's go into. I'll go. Fuck it. Let's go into uh, the triple threat match. That that should get enough time to be good. AJ oh, Styles. It needs to be versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. Anywhere else, any other card, this this match right here. Is the main event. Mm-hmm. However, we're dealing with WWE here, and I can see a 15-minute match. I don't want that. This needs to be a 20-minute classic. I think this is going to be like that match that they had last year with Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. It's going to be like about that long. I want it to be longer than that. It's going to have to be longer than that. And, and, you know, it's a four-hour show. They like the and they obviously don't like to uh, spread time well. The matches we really want, you know, they, all right, y'all get like 15 minutes. Look, they, first of all, they only gave Shinsuke and uh, Seth Rollins 12. And you you look at the, the long matches on the show is going to be the one or two Survivor Series matches. Mm-hmm. And then, if you know, they're probably going to be about 20, or excuse me, 30, 40 minutes apiece. But, you know, uh, I think, you, you got to give AJ some time. The Fiend and Bray Wyatt don't have to be long. Brock and Rey Mysterio is not going to be long. Uh, 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 Daniel Bryan. You said The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. I, I, I've been doing that lately, man. I've I, I, I been doing AJ, I've been like Pat, uh, uh, Pack and Neville. I'm like, fuck. I can't be doing that. <laughs> i doing that. Thank you guys for being here. So first of all, who wins between the, the battle of the mid-carters or the mid-card championships? Got, yeah, I'll go first. I'm gonna be extremely biased and say either Shinsuke or AJ wins as long as they pin <laughs> Roger. Oh wow, my points. Okay, <laughs> I uh. need them to pin Roger because if they pin each other, I don't get no points. What about you, you I thought either way, you don't get no points, right? Nah, because Shinsuke or AJ didn't take the pin. You got well, to have pin. both Shinsuke or AJ. So if they lose, I don't. Or- Oh, oh, okay, okay. I got no, th- th- whoever takes the pin loses the points. I got you, I got you. So if they pin each other, I don't take points or lose points. But if they pin your guy, you lose points and I get points. Prime. Well, I don't think <laughs> Shinsuke, because he, they need to do something with him. I, well, they just gave him a new belt, so I really think he's going to win. Yeah, they got to power up this new belt. That's what I was about to say. I was going to go with Shinsuke winning the match, though. But I definitely was going to go with AJ Styles to get that pin, though. Yo, AJ Styles hit one of them. He hit them with a with a, a phenomenal forearm out of nowhere tonight. Ooh. I don't know where he came from. No, and it was on the ring. I don't know. Like, obviously, he didn't jump high from because he did it on the stage. Uh-huh. But you just see him come out of nowhere on the camera, 
phenomenal forearm. I'm like, where did he come? Like, he just came out of nowhere. It was hilarious. Oh, it yeah. might be like a he hit the phenomenal forearm on Roderick, and then he get and like he's like uh, in the Undertaker position, like sitting up, and then Shinsuke comes out of nowhere with the King Sasha. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. All right, so I got now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick though. Do we get in it? Because the OC and Sami Zayn ain't doing nothing that night. You right. And, and triple threats is no disqualification, so I'm pretty sure they don't get one of those year out of here spots. <laughs> For what? It's a triple threat match. But they usually do it but, either way. I mean, but if it's a triple threat, though, they probably not gonna. There's no DQ. They probably not gonna DQ. I, I've it. seen triple threat matches where they still do it anyway. I'm, I, yeah, but not when you're going up against AEW. <laughs> so they're not gonna do this shit tonight. Okay. Uh, they got one victory right now. They ain't trying to fuck none of this shit up. But yeah, I got Shinsuke. So we all agree with Shinsuke. All right, so we just talked about who we, we feel as those going to go uh, face Adam Cole. We all in agreement that Adam Cole's retaining his championship, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. My points. <clears throat> now, let's go to The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, taking on Daniel Bryan, the whole mental health storyline. Daniel Bryan was about to bring back the yes. He was about to bring back the yes movement tonight. Really? And as soon as soon as he threw his hands up, the fiend shut the lights out. Ooh. It was like, is he about to do it? Is he about to do it? He threw his hands up and the fiend shut the lights out. I was like, man. But the fiend did save me from uh, losing points. So appreciate you, buddy. So He's not going to save me from losing points. I'll tell you that. So as of right now, though, we got the Fiend winning this match against Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah, this is the only time your rule doesn't work. It don't. But, question is, though, how long does this match go? This might be the 12-minute match. I was about to say, they get, they get some time. I, I, give them, I give them 12 and a half. It's just going to have the blue lighting or the red lighting. It, it, you know what? I didn't try to keep that whole thing. I didn't think it was going to have the red lighting. You're supposed to be Kane now. <laughs> I, I like the red lighting. I mean, I, I'm guessing so, but I mean, you know, Kane. You only know, they're gonna change it blue since they change everything else blue. Damn. No, it was red tonight. Oh, okay. Oh shit, it was. Yeah. You gonna start wearing uh, black and blue pants now? <laughs> oh damn. He had to go do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he he got switch like Baron Corbin. You know, he ain't gonna do all that shit. All right. uh... Let's go on to, uh, let's go, you know, yeah, let's go on to the no holds bar match for the W Championship. This one, for some reason, I'm excited about. Because it's a little guy? You, first of all, anybody? No, I, it's because it's, it's of the dynamics of it, for me. Anybody of... who has listened to my podcast or my wrestling reviews knows I am a sucker for big man versus little man fights. Love them. I'm the only one who believe it should have been Dale Bryan versus Mark Henry at 2013 SummerSlam, or at least okay. or at least a triple threat. I am still under the belief of that, but uh, neither here or there. Brock does better with little guys, and Brock respects Rey Mysterio. Yes. Yep. So it ain't gonna be like Dean Ambrose where he be like, "Fuck it, I ain't doing what you want to do." 
He respects Mysterio in a no holds bar match. First of all, they actually fighting for something. This ain't more. It's more than championship. You put your hands on my kid. You put not only once, but you whooping my kid's ass like yo, he knocked your bitch. So he been whooping Dominic's ass, and then all of a sudden, Mysterio like, no, nah, I'm about, I'm about to show you, I'm about to show you what father love is like. And then all of a sudden, Brock so pissed at Mysterio. That he had to, he left SmackDown, quit SmackDown to come to Raw. So they haven't put so there's, there's some good heat behind this match. And there is. I want to go with Rey Mysterio so bad, but I know. All right, I got a question for you, Dad. Sure. Do we see Kane Velasquez in the field or Dominic? I was I was just about to say Kane and Kane Dominic, Dominic might they gonna jump him. I think it's no holes barred. If Ray was smart, he better go ahead. It's the well, beast. If Dominic come out there and try to destroy it, he's probably going to no-sell it for one. <laughs> then destroy him again. And then Mysterio going to go into this little rage mode. And that'd be, that'd be so. I got one of them. One of them coming. One of them's coming out. You know what? I'm going to go with my gut. No, I'm going to go with my passion. Fuck, it ain't about points. It ain't about nothing. It's about my love of wrestling. I'm going with Rey Mysterio winning this matchup. Hey, look, man. Speak for yourself. I'm going for points. I got Brock winning. Yes. <laughs> I'm going with Mysterio winning this matchup. If so Rey Mysterio wins. Regular title if, reign? If Rey Mysterio wins, y'all leaving. Party over. I'm leaving. I ain't got look, I ain't got no quarrel with that. Ain't my fault you want to be going off the gambling side. I'm talking about the wrestling knowledge here. And I'm going with I'm gonna go with good old Ray Mysterio, man. Yo, it's, it's fighting for your kid right now because Dominic has been getting his hole punched in his chest so much. He where's his receipt? Dominic needs a receipt. Okay, here's my question. Yeah. Brock Lesnar going to tell Rey Mysterio lose the title three times in one year. See what? You think they're going to let Brock lose the title three times in one year? Why not? Because right now, once again, you guys got to look at the bigger picture here. We are in competition. This ain't this ain't raw from last year. This is not raw from two years ago. Yes, it still sucks. But the thing is, you got to understand that the the different changes that they've been making in their shows because we're in competition. They're losing people by the day when it comes to ratings, when it comes to stuff like that. And SmackDown on Fox is not doing what is not doing what Fox wants to, uh, is, is wanting out of SmackDown. And NXT is losing every every week to AEW. People are already tired of having an absentee champion on Raw. I'm not saying Mysterio is going to hold the champion. Mysterio is a crossover champion. He's he, he's a transitional champion. He's the McFoley. He wins the belt for somebody else to win the belt. They're not going to have Seth beat Brock twice. It's not going to happen. So, but, but well, you know what, what is the match that we was robbed of on that Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago? A couple months ago. Remember that we were oh. supposed to have Seth versus Rey Mysterio? Oh, yeah. And it never happened. And then all of a sudden, it did it, it, it never happen. Man, that was a minute ago. Exactly. I remember, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, People yeah. forgot about that matchup. So if you want, you can have Seth versus Rey Mysterio this time for the championship. Seth wins the belt back on Raw, and Brock will come back six months from now and take it back. But right now, 
Mysterio nope. takes. Nope. If Brock loses, if Brock loses, my next candidate for a heel is Drew McIntyre. It's he give him the shot already. Yeah. But you know yeah, what? But, but even I'm, you, now, that's you, not and that's not for my points. The dude's been putting in mad work and hasn't gotten a shot yet. No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is. Drew can win it in the next two weeks or something like that afterwards. I'm talking about the next six months. Like, we're going to WrestleMania? They could be Drew versus Brock. You know, you know what I'm saying? It could be that way. But I think right now that Brock's not holding that belt to WrestleMania. I think Mysterio... First of all, I'm surprised Mysterio's in this situation in the first place. But I think because Mysterio, you know, got them a favor. Vince likes Mysterio. Mysterio brings in sales. And it's a no-holds-barred. Come on now. Reckon up. Peep this. They didn't make AJ Styles. They didn't make Seth Rollins. They didn't make Finn Balor. No any no-holds-barred matches, which they should have. Or Daniel Bryan. Why is it Ray Mysterio doesn't want to no-holds-barred? Because he attacks him with a pipe or a chair. So did Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins got an F5 on a stretcher. All right? He, 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 couldn't, he couldn't walk. You know, uh, Finn Balor didn't bring the demon out, and then you know you need stuff to beat up Brock Lesnar, and they didn't do that, and they giving Rey Mysterio a no holds barred matchup. Yo, I got Rey winning this title. Okay. Shock right, of the man, night. Look, in the words of uh, Brock Lesnar, I don't give a shit about your kids. I got him winning. I got him. Real talk. Can't argue with that. <laughs> How about oh, you, Brian? I I still say Brock. No, no, no. You made a no. You actually made a compelling argument. I'm just speaking point wise. Uh-huh. I'm just being biased. You you made a compelling argument though. I can't get mad at that. Yeah, I'm saying I I wouldn't be mad if he went because all this other stuff of him retiring over the past couple months or whatever. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. I still just I still think Brock. Yeah, I, I know because it's Brock. But I'm saying, but you, you ain't gonna be like making my kids your bitch, man. No, <laughs> fuck that. See, but no, like you making a compelling argument, but it's like it's Brock Lesnar. Like he has the greatest contract in the business. So who? But they could Brock Lesnar, if you pay him right, he'll lose to anybody. Oh yeah, he'll lose. Yeah, he'll lose. Brock said, if you pay me right, I'll lose to, to, to Jinder Mahal. But that money wasn't right. He lost to Goldberg, 50-year-old, who only could do two moves now in 90 seconds. It's Goldberg, though. You're right. But it's also Mysterio. But with that being said, though, it's Mysterio. These are two Hall of Famers here. Mysterio got the biggest respect as the best little man wrestler ever in this That's business. Or the best luchador ever. It is every Matt Kalisto, Sin Cara, all of them. They try to make Rey Mysterio and they couldn't work. Mm-hmm. And he. Well, that's because somebody wears a mask. That's one. That's that's just somebody wears a mask. People call him Rey Mysterio just by default because they don't know. It's just hilarious. Exactly, but you know, hey, but uh, you know, all these match wrestlers have been good, but they can't follow what Mysterio has done in this business. So. Brock respects that. If this was Dean, like I said, like it was before, fuck that. <clears throat> fuck him. I mean, you know, he 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 did the job for Seth. You know, but people that Brock respects, he gonna he gonna do the job, and he does a good match. He respects the Undertaker. Ain't no way Undertaker should have beat him, but fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But uh, 
Let's uh, who, so y'all both got Brock then, right? Yeah, yeah, I got Brock. Okay. Uh, now let's go into <clears throat> the Raw Men's Survivor Series matchup. We have Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. I was about to say, it's not the Raw Men's match. It's just a match. Just a match. You're right. Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre versus Kevin Owens. They're not versus each other. They on teams. I'm fucked up right now, bro. I'm <laughs> I messed so up. Team Raw is Seth team Rollins, Raw. Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown. That's a powerful ass team. It bro. is. It is. SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman. Shorty G and King Corbin. Why is Corbin still on this team? I mean, I can understand I why Corbin's on the team. No, I, but Corbin, Corbin, I understand. Why is Ali and Gable on this team? See, well, see, because they, I would rather have Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Me too. Yep, I will. You know that. Or the right. revival. If well, I know they weren't gonna be in the main matchup, but. If, or if they, if I would have had to get one or the other, I probably would have got like Ali and maybe like Dolph or Rude or you know, one of the two at least. And then Team NXT, which has not been revealed yet. So okay, let's just put this out here now. Too much is going to be on the team, right? Yup. <laughs> all right. So who? All right. Who we? Who we? Who we thinking? We all got different people. So who? who we uh, Keith Lee. Keith. After tonight, Keith Lee is going to be on that team. Yes. Because him and Braun did that face-off, that stare-down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Keith Lee's going to be on the team. Um, That's it. I don't know who else. Maybe I will a- say... Matt Riddle? Uh, I was going to say Ciampa, Keith Lee, Triple H, maybe Walter, and... Oh, shit. I forgot about Walter. Maybe Balor. Maybe. Since he's the biggest Damn, name. Damn, I fuck. See, the thing is, I'm like, okay, because Balor is the heel, but you know what? A heel Balor coming back yeah, that could be something. That could be something. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I won't. I mean, Walter would make a lot of sense because he, he'd kill all them. Most mm. a lot of them. But see, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but if you. Because uh, the only. I mean, that's two two big men on, on one team. Yeah, why not? Because, I mean, I figured they were just matching up powerhouse, powerhouse, powerhouse. I mean, you got Strowman. McIntyre and then Keith Lee, or don't put Keith. Well, no, they gotta put Keith Lee just because him and uh, Strowman did that stare down. So now everybody gonna want to see it. Yeah, but I mean, you can't have the best of NXT and not have the NXT UK champion since they count UK as one. You see can Kylie Ray, See Kylie Ray's on the women's team. She oh, all right. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he does make a good point. I mean, I think it's gonna be Chopper. Triple H, <clears throat> yeah, Chopper, Triple H, uh, Keith Lee. I want after see- the night. I wouldn't care. Let's put Shawn Michaels on the list. After the night, put Shawn on the list. I ain't putting no, 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 no. They're not, no, not all of them. Just Triple H. No, because all right, did you? Because you ain't see SmackDown tonight. So when NXT invaded, they did the DX came in with the truck. Now, I saw that. I saw that. I was like, okay, y'all got to yeah. be fucking kidding me. But yeah. yeah, no, they're all no, not all of them. Just I'm Triple H. I'm gonna get my with the camo pants. <laughs> and Road Dog was with him. No, Yo, not that, all of them. That new Fisher Road Dog got is just not the business. It'll make him look at all. ten times older. 
I mean, he he see he see Billy Gunn on Wednesday. He was like, "Well, I got to come back out. <laughs> I got to be on TV." <laughs> Oh, what Billy Gunn was on uh, AEW? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was on, yeah. I, know, I know he's there. I didn't know if he was on Look, TV. Look, he's good at fifty-six. He, was like, he yeah, he still doing the little uh, what do you call it when he when you take the clothes like you do the inside that flip? Yeah, the X bomber. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I mean, and he was trucking with Sunny Kiss. Let that <laughs> well, sentence marinate. Well, Let that sentence marinate. He was looking. He was looking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He tried to. He tried to. Replicate that. <coughs> um, yeah. So I, I had. Sure. I, just it, one thing. Just one. One more question about Billy Gunn. What? What is he on? Life. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. It gotta be some because this man looks jacked. He looks better than half the younger guys is in there. Seriously. That's sad. It is. Do but I mean, he could be he could be linking up with you. I mean, you know, DDP be saving loves out here. Nah, this ain't this, this don't look like no DDP work. This look like. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be this real. If Triple H is on this team, Triple H teams wins. That's just that's just <laughs> what it is. It's like the other year you say yo. I don't got his team. I don't got I don't got his team winning. If Triple H is on the team. He won last year. Why he gotta win this year? Because he's Triple H. That's I mean, why. Him, him, and Braun had a thing. Him, him and Braun had a thing. So maybe if they if they do, if he's in there, Braun will be the one to get him out. Look, Braun can get him out. Seth Rollins, he had that issue with Rollins um, two Mondays ago. Kevin Owens. Yeah, last week. Kevin Owens and, and Seth and Braun all jump him. Yo, That's what I'm saying. Can they I get, get in the receipts can, because he got them jump. Can week. I get Kevin Owens? Stunnering Seth Rollins screwing them over and going over to Team NXT. What? This ain't the big show we talking about here. I don't got that happening. That's that'd be, that be, that be crazy. That'd be crazy. But Triple H did make compelling points for Kevin Owens, so I wouldn't be mad at him. He made compelling points for all of them. He no, he made some real good compelling points for 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 KO though, because I was ready like KO, go ahead, man. Switch sides. Right, we so, still don't have a fifth man, though, right? No. I say either they get Lars Sullivan back, or uh. But he's on SmackDown uh, now, though. He is. Yeah. Yeah. They picked him up. Oh, my fault. I didn't know yeah, that. he was on SmackDown when they when they uh. Oh, never mind. Brand split. Yeah. Okay. Brand split. That's what I'm saying. Mm. All right. Well, then uh. Ugh. Let me find a bucket. Cause I'm about to throw up. Uh, a returning uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, listen, if Gargano's gonna be on there, then we know Bow not gonna be on that team. So, so uh, DIY Triple H, Keith Lee, and Riddle, and Matt Riddle. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. They at least have one heel. No, you know you think Triple H. <laughs> Triple H, Triple H, Triple H is the NXT like face. She's like now when he's in there, all, now when he's injecting himself into the match, now he's not at all. Well, we don't even know that for sure. Though he just this man okay. rolled it on a right. tank, bro. I'm saying it, it, it ain't like Swerve Scott or Leo Rush is gonna take his spot. It would be a nice showcase for him if he, if they do. <sighs> okay, so now we got all the match out the way. 
Last matchup, the triple threat match between the women. The Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, takes on the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey. She has some cake back there. And the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. So who I got Shayna this? winning with a return in Ronda Rousey's help. No, I'm joking. Yo, that would be that that'll be fire though. If you can get all the four horsemen back. Yeah, like if Marina and Jessamyn Duke interfere, because right, if, they, then, if, uh, if they're not going to do the four, if they're not going to do the four horse horsemen horsewoman thing, why even had them there? I don't think, and I don't think they're going to do official. Like they're going to all get involved. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like an official. Like we're going to set up a match. We're going to do it here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something to get everybody talking. I'm sure. So maybe they'll do like a big, you know. Everybody comes out, and then we just gonna do a stare down and all fight. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see that. I can see something like that happen. Uh, who, who, who you got, Q? Um, I got Becky. You know safe what? pick. Safe pick. Becky is a safe pick, and that's sort of what I'm gonna go with is Becky. I don't. I say I don't have Shane win this matchup, but uh, okay. I had Bailey being more aggressive, but I still had Becky. Hold on, do we got NXT winning any matches? Because I don't got them getting cleaned up. We we won the. the we said the women. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I got them winning win, win the, the uh, women's Survivor Series matchup, and probably the men's Survivor Series matchup. So I got them. I got them winning the Survivor Series matches. Okay. I don't got them winning the men's man. I'm sorry. I I just can't see it. Well, you know, Raw wins that match every year, so. Almost, but I think this time it's going to go to good old NXT because Triple H going to be on that team. <laughs> Bro, that's that. I can't give that to him just because it's Triple H. I seen him, I watched him lose to Roman and Seth in the grandest stage of them all. I can't give him that. I'm sorry. You're right, because well, nobody. So, so, in other words, uh, Mr. Andy is trying to say that. Triple H's granted stage of all the Survivor Series. Yeah. He don't lose. His team ain't never lost, I don't think. <laughs> if you look back at his Survivor had, like, Series. Yeah, like DX, the Hardy Boys, the CM Punk. Yeah. Oh, they they, they swept Mike Knox's team. <laughs> they buried Mike Knox in the oh, matchup. And then. Uh, which, was, which, he, which, which, which was funny, though. I think he probably lost one Survivor Series, maybe, and that was the one with um, the Elimination Chamber. Okay, fair. But but guess what? He made it to the fucking end. <laughs> and started sure the whole match. Sure. Are you serious? He next year, you see. Exactly, so it's Triple H, so you know that's how it's going to go. All right, but, 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 but besides that, like I said, I, I got... I got Becky with the, the Raw Women's match. I have uh, Bailey, actually. That's actually not a bad thing. I'm not going to hold you. I pray Bailey wins this match. Because she be getting bitched, too. Yeah, she got to get something. So I, I think she she got to give her something. Like, fresh new heel. Give her something. Becky can take a loss, man. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's so can Shayna. Seriously, though. So can Shayna. So, yeah. Alright, so guys, that was our Survivor Series predictions. So we got the War Games out the way, got the Survivor Series out the way. So it's going to be a whole weekend full of wrestling. So, 
But now we're going to have to continue. We're going to have to move on. So, uh, you guys seen SmackDown tonight, and I didn't, right? So, I figured, you know, you guys help me out, and we could do a quick review, recap of SmackDown. I'm actually going to pull up what the car was. Like I said, I don't know the order of the car. Like I said, I, I was working. I did not get back in time for it, but you know what? I, I, I got you. All right, so... First, I did see a couple things. Like I said, I seen the whole DX, like, you know, 1998. That was, yeah. Right, that I was seen dead the, last. I seen the triple threat between Becky, no, not Becky, Aria Ripley, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks. I'm going to tell you right now, that was the illest pin I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. That was, yeah. that, that was, just, that was just pure sexy. So, but other than that, I didn't see anything. I didn't see how it started. I know it says Sasha Banks came out. Okay, so help me out. So Smack, how did SmackDown start off? All right, so SmackDown starts off with the entire roster in the back, just chatting it up or whatever. They, they standing by the uh. They standing by the, uh, called, the little gate. The they standing by the, the giant that big old garage door. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, so um, King Corbin's trying to calm everybody down. Ain't nobody listening. So it was like, yeah, it's King Corbin, uh, Rude, and uh, Ziggler. And Corbin's trying to get everybody to calm down so that he can talk. Ain't nobody listening. Roman come in with uh, Ali and Gable, and he got everybody quiet. And he was like, look, uh, I mean, you know, we've seen what's been going on before this pay-per-view. And uh, we've seen what happened just past, you know, past on Monday and on Wednesday. So that's what we going to do. And the garage doors start opening up. He said, we're going to open up these doors. We're going to let Raw and NXT gonna come in. And we're going to whoop their ass. And everybody's all, yeah. Blah, blah. He's like, because we ain't no cowards like King Corbin. And Corbin's like, no, no, we should keep them all out, whatever. And that's how that's how SmackDown started. And then they went straight to the to the intro music. Okay, so, but now, did, now didn't Sasha come out to the ring with the women's? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My team. fault, my fault, my fault. Cause yeah, cause they was about to fight, and Sasha got in between them. She was like, "Look, the boss don't wait for nobody." Mm. So the team SmackDown, you know, the women's team SmackDown. Oh, uh, let me. We going out right now, and then they look they all so coming out there. It's like Sasha is like got a spotlight on her because I was everybody else is just like background. Yeah, players. everybody else just yeah. Jeez, that, that's great. So. Then we get the the triple because Charlotte and Rhea came out, but now we get the triple threat between Charlotte, Rhea, and Sasha Banks. Good matchup between all three of these ladies. And yeah, it was a good match. I I would say, like I said, I like I enjoyed the finish. First of all, uh, when Charlotte hit that natural selection on Rhea Ripley, I was like, you got to do a better way of rolling to the ropes. Kind of like, like you're still knocked out instead of just trying to like purposely pull the rope and pull yourself outside the ring. I'm like, that actual session looked like shit. So it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't put no impact on the move for me. But when Sasha's going for the bank statement and, and, and Charlotte gets out of it and puts her in the figure eight and as she's about to bridge, Rhea crawls up underneath the bridge. One leg grabs Charlotte's arm, another leg grabs an arm, grabs another one of Charlotte's arms, and then. Pins her for one, two, three, and she still got the figure eight in the sh- uh, Sasha Banks. I thought that was creative. That was. Yeah, it was. And I'm almost mad they, they wasted it on SmackDown. Because I would have loved to have seen that at NXT. I mean, I mean not NXT, at Survivor Series. That would have been kind of cool. 
But you know what? But I mean, like, hopefully they got more stuff. But I, I like innovative stuff like that because Sasha couldn't go nowhere. And uh, Charlotte was already locked into her. So it was, it was really like I outsmarted both of y'all. Right. Which, which is really, which which is really good cool. that an NXT star got to outsmart main roster uh, superstar. Yeah. Uh, then backstage, we see King Corporate talking to Dolph and Bobby Roode because they, they won't be on a team and he know he, he's uh, talking all this crap and then uh, Sami Zayn is back there talking with a bag in his hand and Corbett says this has to be one of the most annoying guys that I know here and then he said well, why don't you tell me I'm annoying out to my face I'm like wait don't Corbett got a match tonight oh well so Sammy comes out with his bag and then he comes out with Nakamura and I guess the whole promo was to display the new it was yeah display the new belt and then um, talk about uh, his match at uh, Survivor Series. And then that's when uh, Undisputed Era came out. All four of them? Yep. yep. Okay. So what happened after that? They started beating down Nakamura and AJ? No. So what happened was... Um, all right. So what happened was... Uh, um, they, came, they came out because... Um, they were talking about some yeah. So you got a match against AJ and then NXT's uh uh what's his name uh right right uh like they was messing messing with his name, and then um that's when Undisputed Era came out, and then they was talking they was talking trash, and then New Day came out. So then New Day, you know, Kofi was like, hey man, you know, you guys are here right now. We here right now. Let's have a match right now. He was like, uh. But you know, he was, they, they, he was like, "Oh, you know, it's two of y'all, four of us," and he was like, "Uh, we could find uh two more partners." Now, me being an optimistic, I'm thinking, "My boy's coming back." No. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It was heavy machinery. I'm like, I got to do it. you you should have known that. Come on now, I could be hopeful. So then we get the <laughs> I new, be hopeful. new day heavy machinery taking on. Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era, yeah. And then, like, Shinsuke and, and uh, Sami Zayn were just watching. Okay. Out back. All right, so, so who won this matchup? Uh, Undisputed Era. Oh, okay. They, they won the match, and then after the match, um, they all was leaving. Or, no, they all they all were just uh, celebrating in the ring, and then Roderick went, on, went up to uh, Shinsuke, and start, you know what I mean, just start barking in his face. So then they started getting into it. And then that's when out of nowhere, AJ Styles just flies into the camera shot and they start fighting. <laughs> Sami Zayn grabs a steel chair and beats uh, AJ and beats uh, Roderick Strong. And then him and uh, Nakamura make the escape. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds pretty. Good. That sounds pretty good, then. That's yeah. That's that's how it ended. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as the, the bill for Survivor Series is going on, then uh, don't we go on to the Daniel Bryan and the Fiend promo? Yeah. So it started. And so when we got come back from commercial, um, AJ was still out there with the with the OC, and you know he was just talking trash for a little bit promoting the match and then Daniel Bryan came out and they just left okay let me, let me keep going yeah yeah 
Okay, so yeah, so then Daniel Bryan goes to the ring. He's talking about why he wants to fiend. He's like, I'm not here to bring back the Yes Movement. I'm not here to tell you guys about climate change. I'm just here to tell y'all why I went the fiend. And then he's calling out Bray Wyatt. He's like, what you, what you, you're, you're afraid? Are you scared? Cause, and then the lights go out. But then they come back on, and he's just like, mind, tr- mind games aren't going to work. And he's like, come on out. And then out comes The Miz. Because <laughs> he's Miz? here now. Cause... Yeah. Out comes The Miz, uh-huh. and they prepare for a match. He's like, no, we're going to have a match right here, right now, and Miz slaps him. So I'm guessing Miz is heel again. I don't know. It doesn't feel heel, but I guess he's heel again. But I guess when it comes to Dale O'Brien, that's, that's what's going to happen. Right. Like, that was, he was talking mess about him last week, though. That's what I'm saying, but I, I still don't... I mean, he hasn't done anything besides... I mean, he's he's the Miz. He talks smart. He's a smartass. But he was a sm- he's a smartass as a heel, too. I mean, as a face, too. So it's like, I still can't tell if he's a face or a heel. No, okay. Until he slapped him in the face. Uh-huh. So then, um, they had their match. Their match was going on, and... Daniel Bryan had the upper hand. He had him knocked into the corner, and that's when he was about to bring back the yes. Like he was, he had the fingers ready, and as soon as he threw his hands up, boom, lights go out. Out mm. where where the Miz was sitting, he was replaced by the Fiend. Oh, so the Fiend okay. runs over, hits him with a man. And, uh, Jeff Hardy standpoint thing. Yeah. Okay. Hits him with a uh, mandible claw, and got the better hand of Daniel Bryan. Now, usually your rule is if you look good on TV, you do you lose in the pay per view. But that's not the case with the Fiend. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's not the case with the Fiend at all. So yeah, so that was the then and the, and then we went to commercial after that. Okay, now I did see uh, the Shannon Baszler promo, basically hyping up the match for Survivor Series. So Bailey, oh yeah, because com- Bailey Bailey had a Bailey did a backstage promo with uh. What's, what's shorty name? Uh, Kayla. Oh. I forgot what she... Uh, yeah, she was just saying, like, I know Becky's not here because she's smart, but Shayna, she can't help it. She's impulsive, blah, blah, blah. And then that's, that was the only reason why Shayna Baszler came out because of that promo. Okay, now, see, I'm looking at the promo, right? So there were been six texts her. I'm like, all right, she gonna come give her a little EC3 move and walk on. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, no, they swinging. Then Bailey all day, she get her ass whooped. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, Bailey. Like, she get double right. down and basically throwing them, them UFC punches on. I'm just like, Bailey, Bailey, baby, 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 come on now. Because, see, I, I don't like how Bailey be getting trashed in this whole thing. Right. Bailey is an whole afterthought in this match. I'm like, but Bailey got a whole heel till she cut her hair and everything. I like the music at her entrance. I'm like, come on. Y'all got to give some love to Bailey here. And uh, so they found the outside and then. She tries to escape, and she puts the chokehold on her on the outside, and then she swings her to the uh, the barricade, then into the steel steps, and walks on. But as Shane Baszler looks up, uh, very angry, and the Bailey looks like, "Oh, I just fucked up." And I'm like, "So whoever picked Bailey to win, I'm hoping they're right." Ah, uh, that was me. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm hoping I was right. I'm hoping y'all right. Oh, so. Uh. Then we talk main event time. Roman Reigns, Shorty G, and Mustafa Ali taking on King Corbin, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and Byrude. Now, I see the tail end of this matchup when we're on the outside. Gable's trying to suplex uh, Rude. 
but he elbows him off, and then Roman Reigns gives him a mega Superman punch uh, to to Robert Roode. And uh, we're all on the outside. The Dolph gives him a super kick. So we're all kind of laid out on the outside. Uh, the only ones that's left is Ali and Corbin in the ring. Because Ali's trying to go for his 450 splash. Uh, he gets knocked, knocked off the top rope. And then he it looked, like he tried, it looked like he was trying to fall on his feet. The way he kind of flipped forward. But kind of botched it a little bit. Corbin gives him a deep six. It was very anticlimactic to say the least. And pins him. I was like, well, did for all that, just give him a whole end of days. Because that deep seal looks very, un- looks very uneventful. Kind of like when he do it to Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, after the matchup, uh, he's about to, he takes his scepter, he's about to attack Ali, and then Roman comes in there, attacks Corbin, gives him a spear, and then also you hear, burn it down! With Seth Rollins, and I'm like, where's Seth come from? He leads the charge of Raw guys through the crowd, but he just goes in there, stares down Roman, basically gives him like the look. We supposed to be still cool after this, but we're paid to do the Survivor Series shit, so let's fight. So they start brawling. Then here comes the Raw coming down. Then here comes SmackDown coming. They're all bearing this big ass brawl, which is you know going to happen. But then all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Where the fuck is NXT?" And these. Urban use. Oh man, I forgot one quick thing. What you forget? When AJ was doing that promo, he said, I'm one of the best talents in this business. Now you know exactly who they were chanting for. Oh yeah, okay. CM Punk. I and normally it's loud, but because he's back and they in his crib, it was loud. And he was like, hey, trust me, if he ever comes back, I'm gonna kick his ass too. I said, "Oh my, my God, God, bring this man back, man!" Uh, I about everybody, everybody gonna start mentioning him now, right? Uh, I, I almost forgot that part, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They were CM Punk yeah. versus AJ Fuse should be good. I mean, that joke was so good. I did join 2K. That's our joke. <laughs> so that that the what should be good, but once again, we don't know Punk status and anything of that nature just now. So, as they drive this take through the smack the backstage arena, they come out and then we got Shawn Michaels, the Road Dog, and Triple H all get off the tape. I was like, oh, damn, where X Pac at? Because he's you know, working for, uh, he, 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 he working for NXT. And then just gives them this, the signal, and then NXT go on there and attacks, and we go on the whole clusterfuck fight thing. Keith Lee's in, uh, in the ring squaring up with Braun Strowman, they each have to give themselves. A version of their pounce to another competitor. Yeah, uh, which I'm gonna call it called a mean power slam. Uh, Seth Rollins. Nah, Seth Rollins. So then they start they start brawling. I'm like, y'all shouldn't touch, man, because not at least until Sunday. But they start brawling for a little bit, and then that's how the show goes off. This is the third week in a row where the show has gone off with like some kind of brawl. So can I ask y'all a question, right? Unless we had some finished matches. This whole brand supremacy thing, they don't never explain, like, why it's important. They don't. And you know what's funny? Emma Moon said that on WWE Backstage. She actually said, she's like, why isn't there, like, why can't they fight and the winner gets, like, a scramble a match to have, to see who's going to be number 30 yeah. in the Royal Rumble? Seriously, because why does Eric Rowan care about Raw and SmackDown? He's fighting for his brand. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. They when it comes to survivors, other than just you know having start having fucking bragging rights, which pay per view did not work out. There's no reason to have these matches. Yeah, what are you gonna brag about? Yeah, that, that, that you're the best that y'all be, y'all doing that anyway. So, where you know whatever. But yeah, I want to uh, get that SmackDown review out. So do y'all give it a passing or a failing this week? Slight pass for me. I, I'm a barely pass it. I give it like a C. That's passing. I mean, I for what I saw because I, I appreciate my girl Billy getting beat up like that. Uh, I like the triple third match. And I like that. It's kind of like I like the beginning and the end. So, I mean, <laughs> usually how it is. It usually like but maybe I get a different opinion if I watch it fully. So, but right now, what I seen, it don't get a pass the grade. Cause I mean, but I can only grade for those two things. I'm so you know honestly, we'll get a pass the grade from Grand Auto two things, but I didn't see the rest of the show to make that kind of judgment. So uh, that's some call right there. So uh, we got to move on to the next segment, and as we're doing that little break, there is still no wardrobe being played at the moment. Okay. There's, there's no layover, as you can hear right now. We have yeah, we got someone like this. Oh singer. wow, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who that is. We got like the Nicki Minaj of you know gospel. Yeah. So I mean that, that, that's what it that's what it sounds like. Uh okay, so let let's just get this out there. I'm gonna try to get as much stuff out the way quickly and fast as possible. So your boy Jim Cornette. Your boy. No no no. Who, who's no, boy is no. this? Your boy Primetime. Because you know what's funny? I've you know how many times Chubbs, uh another friend from Nerd Coach we have on here, and how many times People be like, yo, did y'all hear the new Jim Cornette shoot? Or that Jim Cornette shoot interview? Because it's That's funny. Cause... Everybody. And I'm like, all right, I'll check it out because it, it, it do be funny. But I'm like, but after a while, I'm like, yo, everybody doing shoot things now. And after a while, it's just like, Jim Cornette doesn't like anything. He doesn't. So, but you know what? Y'all eat all that shit up. So, the thing is, now he is a commentator on. NWA Power. I did not get a chance to talk about was. Power. <laughs> was. You're right. Did not get a chance to talk about uh, <clears throat> NWA Power because you know, I, I haven't had no time to really watch it. So I did go back and watch some shows that I want to talk about on the podcast a couple weeks ago that I enjoy the layout of Power. Yeah. It's a one-hour YouTube show. First of all, see, like I said, I'm from the old school of wrestling. So I remember them Jim Crockett sets, the interview sets that, you know, Tony Schiavone used to be on or with Ric Flair and the Horsemen and all that. I loved all those things. So seeing that old school and seeing it like kind of uh, gringy, kind of the old NWA, and it's just kind of like, you know, on that kind of tone, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I think, I think it's, it's a creative way to keep, the, keep wrestling going. And if it gives... Uh, the fans, especially the older fans, something to watch if they don't want to watch the standard WWE or NXT or anything of that nature. But, so Jim Cornette just did not watch his mouth the other day where Trevor Murdoch was having a match. First of all, that's a name that I ain't heard in years. Trevor Murdoch. So, he comes up uh, and he makes the comment talking about how tough Trevor Murdoch is. And the comment is, Trevor Murdoch is so tough that he can 
strap or tape a bucket of fried chicken on his back and run through Ethiopia and no, he will not be touched. Oh. Wow. Oh, oh man. Oh, damn. Oh my god. This. Damn. Especially the way that he said it with his accent. <laughs> exactly. And he kept on going. And I'm like... Yeah, like, y'all ain't gonna address that? <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Yes, we'll get to quite in a second, but... NWA. Y'all didn't edit that? This, these are not live shows. They looked through that, or they, or, or they probably breezed it, and then it was like, alright, it's cool to go up. Let's put it up. Well, you know, the internet is not taken too lightly from that. I want to get your opinion on how do y'all feel about it. And, you know, is because they got, they got this whole coordinates of racist or this or that. He did the racist stuff. And, I mean, you know, it's coordinate. I mean, obviously, people have different opinions about him. But not just this incident. He has been going off all week. Well, that's all. That's all the time with uh. No, but, but but it's just it's this week because you remember they, they had the whole thing about comedy wrestling, and I like he was talking about Orange Cassidy and and, and uh Joey Ryan. Joy, yeah. But I, I'll get I'll get to that in, in a minute though. But I want to get your thoughts on corner. How do you feel about that, Prime Time? I mean, if he said what he said. And they, and whatever happens to happen to him, it's his fault. I think. I don't think he should have said it. Like, I don't, it's, it's one of the things. It's funny, but I don't think he should have said it. Though. Commentators have have those moments where they just say anything. Like, that's how um, uh, Justin Roberts got fired from like a promotion because he said something over the microphone like that. But even but Jr. said something similar, and AEW. That nobody's pointing out because he with Ortiz and Santana. Had, oh, Jr. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one that is. is that Santana or 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 it, Ortiz? And, and then he oh. said, he said, "Oh my God, they're bringing the handcuffs." Well, I know they're they're probably used to handcuffs from where they are. That's yeah. what the yeah. he, that's the comment he said, and then he went online and said that he was talking about their character. And I mean. Well, it's but LAX. That, was, that can pass though. Huh? I mean, I feel like because their character are that they're thugs. That's, I mean, that's the only reason why I say that can pass. I mean, yeah, I get it. I mean, you, you do have people who's kind of sensitive around that, but then you had the cornet thing. I mean, you know, he didn't drop the N word, but still, he was saying a very stereotypical racial thing because you know he only thought of Ethiopia because that's the only place he can think of, probably in his head. Of uh, a shitload of black people because obviously he wasn't gonna say like you know twenty six a diamond you know he wasn't gonna say no no hood areas in any place like that. They walked in Chicago. Exactly. Yo, that'd be kind. Of, I would probably laugh though. I'm just like, but you know what? No, that still wouldn't be wrong. Uh, what about you, Q Flo? Well, I mean, Cornette's all he was already a piece of shit to me. So this this just confirms it. Honestly, He's just continuing to the confirmation. He, he's a piece of shit. I mean, so. if you don't mind me asking, what got him to the piece of shit status for you? Um, I just feel like he, 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 um, like his criticism of the bit, like of the, uh, of certain wrestlers, I just never like. I really can't 
think of I can't really remember who he disrespected off the back of my head, uh-huh. but I know I know he said a lot of like him and uh, what's that dude Sam Roberts? Yeah, oh, Sam yeah. Roberts. That's they the one that said Bianca Belair. Um, yeah, like they be saying a lot of bullshit about the wrestlers, and it's like, bro, like you you not in this ring right now, like mm. you have no reason to be downplaying the people who put their bodies on the line. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Now, granted, Cornette has done his shit back in the '80s. And the early, you know, the late seventies and stuff like that, but I do get what you're saying because he is of the the one track mind. And yeah, because he, he the one that told Kevin Owens that he was never gonna be anything in life because he was too fat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, Cornette is yeah is is from that old school, but uh, the thing is, a lot of people pick up on his shit because they like his shoot interviews. That come on, let's just be real. That's every time somebody talk about shooting interview, they talk about go listen to what Jim Cornette said about this. Did, did you hear what Jim Cornette said about that? Especially when it's like this. I remember prime time saying, "Yo, you gotta hear what Jim Cornette said about Joey Ryan and all those little penis tubes that he had and all out or <laughs> all, all, all in." And I'm just like, you know, how many times has Chubb sent me something from Jim Cornette? Because you know, it, everybody want to get a fucking laugh these days. But in reality, I'm like, you know, the, the man is like on that get off my lawn type thing. Yeah. <clears throat> when it comes to uh to wrestling. Now, you know, we, 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 we're not going to sit here now. Look, trust me, we, we've heard Cornette, our race, you know, uh, this has not, not, nothing to do with anything. But, you know, he, I mean, do I enjoy him cursing out Trump because he, he's a Democrat? Absolutely. Don't change what he said. I mean, but I do like you know hearing that hearing that bullshit. But uh, I I do think it was one of them things where I was like, bro, you have got to take initiative of what you're saying. Like he probably said it as if like I'm not saying the n word. I'm not saying you know something to be derogatory. I'm I'm quoting a stereotype, but that's still not really okay it's not okay especially in, in you know t- today's world where you know uh Cornette was on his last leg in NWA I heard anyway and with the whole you know things that he's been doing recently especially getting angry at people when it comes to uh this whole comedy wrestling you know uh I, I think it's you know he brought it on himself. The best way I could put it. He he, he did. Yeah, I think he just had one of those things where he don't care what he says. He just say it and he don't even. He don't care. I mean, he didn't issue an apology or anything like that, uh, did he? I think he just said, "I said what I said." That's oh. what I think he said. Let me, let me go make sure. But yeah, you keep talking. Yeah, I'm just yeah because I'm I'm not necessarily sure, but I do know he has resigned from NWA Power. And I know that's a show that he probably would have loved to work at because it was like the old Mid-South and the old way of wrestling that he is used to. So, uh, he lost his job on that for, for saying <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. This, oh. is, this is what this man is this man's doing. This as, good morning, everybody. Have you heard any good jokes lately with a question mark? So... I'm assuming he's been smart about those other comments. Yeah. He has another tweet. I said, um, I wish I had the time to thank, acknowledge, retweet, block, or curse out all of you, but there's too many too many people weighing in on this. So, 
just tune in to Friday, so I guess he's gonna talk about everything Friday on all the controversy, controversies. I don't know how to say that. Say controversies. That word, yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming he's just gonna save all that and just talk about it on his podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, I mean, I'm curious what you want to say because also I want to talk to you about this real quick. How do y'all feel about comedy wrestling? Never heard. It depends. It depends. It depends. Cause I I don't like the Joy Ryan comedy wrestling, but I like the the comedy wrestling as far as like Orange Cassidy. See, okay, so y'all know I watch this Brian Zane on Wrestling with Regret. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jim Cornette has helped him out on his his channel before and has been on his show before. So he, he but he Jim blocked Co- him he blocked him. Because Brian Zane did not agree with his opinion about comedy wrestling. <coughs> because Jim Cornette got a thing where I understand not liking, you know, uh Joey Ryan. But he doesn't li- like the Orange Cassidy. He doesn't like the stuff that he feels as though is killing the wrestling business. But once again, I think Jim Cornette is coming from the era where, bruh, your old school tactics ain't working no more. And everywhere Jim Cornette has been in over the years, you've know he has said the same thing over and over and over again. Even back when the Attitude Era was here, he was still trying to bring back the old Mid South wrestling. And I really yeah, think didn't he do like a thing with with uh, the Steiner brothers. I remember. I mean, no, no, with uh, with Bob Holly when they were trying to do the new Midnight Express. Yeah. And he was trying to bring, he was trying to bring that back, and he was just you know he he was very into the old school style of wrestling, and I get that, but the world is changing. Everywhere, pop culture and culture and everything is changing, so it can't be the same. Like it once was. Their wrestling is done. No, but if there is that kind of wrestling, you can always go back to the network so that and watch that kind of wrestling if you want to. And I understand that's probably why he gravitated towards NWA Power because of how old school and how grimy something like felt felt. But it's wrestling, it's sports entertainment. I don't see the problem with putting a little bit of comedy in there. Yeah, so you need some some shows do need uh, uh, some comedy. Now, some, I will say they go too far to try to make it funny and they don't work out all the time, i.e. sometimes 24-7 title stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get it right. Like, I think, don't look, the fans love Orange Cassidy, so I think that's why it works. Yo, that gimmick like, is so dumb, man. Yeah, it's like, because if they was doing it and, like, the fans weren't into it, then it just wouldn't, it just... But you know what? Orange Cassidy has grown on me, especially watching AEW the other night. I'm like, damn, he has grown on me. Because I, I first of all, first of all, he's very athletic to do things, do things he does. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm not mad at that. <clears throat> However, I was like, there is something that I was like, I, like I'm not all into the best friends. Well, but, yeah, we know. Yeah, at all, but I'm saying, but they do some kind of stuff. The New Day does comedy stuff all the time. But if it, you know, it is a good way to break break with them or not. It's a good way to have those kind of characters. Orange Cassidy and Joey Ryan. I will, I will say this: they're not fighting for the world championship. No, they're right. not. They're not meant to be serious characters. 
they're there because they, they have a character that people like that's getting popular. I don't know about Joey Ryan, but at least Orange Cassidy on that sense. They're actually gimmick wrestlers. Get gimmick wrestlers. That's what they are. And like I said, Orange Cassidy is a pretty good wrestler. And so, believe it or not, it's Joey Ryan. But it's, you know, the whole thing with the comic, it just fits the, it fits the character. And, they're, they're, and some characters require some level of comedy in the wrestling. And I don't see necessarily what the whole hubbub is because going back to the old days of you know Jim Crockett and Bill Watts, that's going to hurt the business even more. The re- the reason why wrestling is so popular the way it is now, the reason why we got so much competition, and the reason why we got so much stuff that we can choose from is because, well, I mean, I know y'all want to hear this, but Hogan got it mainstream. And when he yeah, got- that's true. Yeah, and then when Hogan got in mainstream, that wrestling was everywhere, and things need to change for the for the mainstream stuff. If, he, if look, like I said, even NWA Power, it's a good show. It's a good old school show, but there's nothing wrong with them putting some kind of comedy or something. That, Kurt Angle, all the comedy shit he used to do made me laugh. Yep, and it was done correctly. Is that? So, when, yeah. I would agree. When it's forced comedy, or when it's just like derogatory comedy I don't like it or to the point where it's like they don't know when to let the, let the joke go such as the big Roman Reigns dog oh god I, I, <laughs> that I, I, that was and ridiculous and you know and I seen that shit live but, oh I feel sorry for you <laughs> but when it's come, when it's like Stone Cold Stunner Santa Claus and those have been the porta potty <laughs> That's funny to me because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know how much of a badass he is. He don't give a fuck about Santa Claus coming out here and giving stuff to Christmas. You in my ring. I like stuff like that. Pete Rose getting tombstone by Kane. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The X-Pac and Toy Christmas Story. I like all that stuff. Goldust in general. You know, those things work for certain characters, but... Those those big main those big comedy kind of characters are not going to be your top contenders, and if they are, they have to change the gimmick. Val Venus was never a, a world championship oh, contender. No. Not at all. He was the porn star. That's just the way it is. However, when he tried to get a little serious, he changed it up. Remember, he was that whole like techno Val Venus thing, and then he was the chief morally. And then. <laughs> It, it, exactly. it didn't work for him, but I'm just saying, but that's just it. That's, that's what happened. And I mean, like, come on, some of the best comedy you have is from some of the, from the Hall of Famers himself, The Rock, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Talk about St- Stephanie's breast. X, uh, uh, Gold as a Booker T, anytime backstage was, was hilarious to me. Booker T, Stone Cold in the market. What's, what's yeah, hilarious I mean- to me? They just have, they just have overall good comedy moments. <clears throat> so I mean, granted, you know, I I like my comedy and my wrestling. I'm sorry if people don't like the comedy wrestling. Orange Cassidy has grown on me. Y'all heard me say before I didn't like, did not like Orange Cassidy at all, and I was like, this is dumb. But watching him, he's as he's getting over, I'm getting over with him too. So that's how you know, that's basically how I feel. I'm pretty sure. Y'all are in agreement with that. Freshly mm-hmm. squeeze. So it's about that time again. And you know what that time is. It's the Wednesday Night War. So 
we're gonna go head to head. This is week eight, I believe. So we're gonna go head to head. Who won the week between NXT and AEW? We know what the ratings say, but what do we say? Especially when we got the uh, go home show, the War Games and Survivor Series, and we're still coming off that full gear. By the way, I know you couldn't be in my full gear review, but how'd you just real real quick? How'd you feel about the pay per view? Review was was good. Like it was very good. Hey. I mean, it's a couple matches here and there that didn't hit. Maybe two in, in all. The pre-show and the Janela and and Sean Spears match. Other than that, I was I was enjoyed. You're right. And huh. I loved. I know you're gonna say the hardcore match. I know. Yeah, I, I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. I mean, I mean, you gotta get some CZW once in a while. No, you don't. Because you know what? They were creative with their shit. CZW, he, they would have kicked out that wood spot. Kenny Omega well, knows. CZW also would have brought out light tubes and had them land all on the light tubes or something stupid. You're right. Violence. After yeah. Kenny Omega literally hit his face on that wood, <laughs> which was dumb, and he he, 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 got, the, he got the hype rider or, whatever, or the paradigm shift, into the you don't kick out of that. Yeah. So, so like John Moxley and Finn Balor has the same finishers. Yeah, well his is nineteen sixteen, you know, so uh now you think they go back to call it the Bloody Sunday? Or you don't think so? No. He, he, no, yeah, he's not gonna do that. Uh so here we go. We're going to go right into NXT. So NXT starts off with a blast from the past as the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch makes her way to the ring. And she's talking about, look, I'm here to fight. She's ready to, to take on the fight. But then who comes out? Rhea Ripley. This is my brutality. I like her song. Yo, I, I'm liking Rhea Ripley, even though her shoulders look like a fresh, freshly box of cereal. But to say, with the, you know, with the creases and everything. But... Other than that, I I, I really enjoy. Uh, I'm glad she's finally getting a shine because she should have been shining like. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad she's getting the shine now. Uh huh. But she was called Basil. Then Ripper came out and said, "So they decided that uh, that they were going to have a match." So uh, the match was uh, pretty good, but it ended in a no contest because Justin Duke, Marina Shafir, and Sam Basler. All came out to start, you know, uh, beating up. Just, we, we should just call them Shayna and friends, or Shayna and the girls, or the gang, or so. Yeah, you're right. But Lynch and Ripley. I remember all them names. That'd be hard. You're right, but Lynch and Ripley did fight, uh, fight them back, and then, uh, you know, stood tall. But we're not done yet with the quote unquote crossover. It, it's hard for me to call this a crossover because he just left NXT. Yeah. But yeah. uh. Matt Riddle is. We get that weird. It'll get more weird later in the night. When yeah, Matt Riddle is set to face Kona Reeves. Who? Remember, remember Kona Reeves? Uh, but the Raw Superstars attack uh Kona Reeves. All right, like, like, look, take him out, and then we can say, let him kick this man into like retirement, probably. <laughs> so then Ricochet takes the place, and now we got a Ricochet. Versus Matt Riddle match. No, this is not the you know this is not a uh, King of New York or Battle of Los Angeles in the shows. This is NXT we got going on here. So of course you know with uh 
Ricochet and Kenny, excuse me, Kenny Omega, Ricochet and Matt Riddle, you're going to get yourself a decent matchup here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know from the start. Exactly. Pretty good matchup here. And uh, once again, uh, Matt, oh, what did Matt Riddle hit to beat Ricochet? Uh, yeah, uh, it was a roll up. Oh, he he caught him in a small package and won <laughs> and won the match. And then after that, Cesaro and GI Joe Shinsuke came out. Yo, what is up with the pants, man? <laughs> you, you, I don't know. They didn't. They, I don't know that. <laughs> so, but they came out before the match ended, and then like Riddle caught him in the in the small package, and then they First still all, fought him. It's something about Cesaro with a backwards cap and Shinsuke with the baggy pants. I'm like, yo, Shinsuke like he's about to, you know, about to go chase a waterfall with TLC. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Them pants are so baggy. I was like, did he just trying to join the military or something? Yeah. So uh, he knocks Cesaro outside the ring, and as Cesaro's in the crowd, I'm like, uh oh, Ricochet about to do an ECW spot, and he does. He does a crossbody over the over the railing right on Cesaro. It was picture perfect because Cesaro knows how to catch people. They got it wasn't the Miz out there, or or Undertaker and Kane. And and it was on concrete too, so he had to do it right. Yeah, he said he had to catch him. He only got only got one chance to do this. Uh, Nakamura's in the ring to give a Kinshasa to Matt Riddle, and then all of a sudden, well, he did he give him a Kinshasa? Was he getting ready for it? Uh, he 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 was he was uh. Cause I remember when I was looking when he had a pants, I was like, "Is he going to actually hit the Ken Sasha in no, these pants?" No, he he was about to hit it, but <laughs> okay, yeah. But the undisputed error came out. Yeah, Roddy hit him with like a knee. Yeah, I believe. and then it wasn't done yet because Finn Balor came out and started uh, attacking Riddle as well. But uh, Matt Riddle reversed the whole nineteen sixteen that uh, he that. Finn Balor was trying to do and takes him and uh, drops him with the ripcord knee that Seth Rollins been using which he stopped using now uh, Riddle's using even though Kenny Omega does it the best yeah he stopped using it because Seth Rollins couldn't do it he, he, he just couldn't Seth Rollins couldn't do it right Matt Riddle don't have the explosiveness that Omega has but when Seth Rollins did it he didn't do it right it didn't look good and then he end people with it so it was all three bad things. You're right. Uh, next up, we got a tag team match player. We have the tag team champions, Undisputed Era, taking on the Revival. The Revival Ooh. make their return to NXT. And they were so loved. And, bruh, can I tell you something? A Revival match on NXT, I feel bad that they left. Yeah, I I, I knew that the day... I- no, okay, maybe like the, after the first time they got injured, I was like, oh yeah, they're not going to be the same. Uh huh. Then they got injured another time, but then another time, but then they just stopped seeing them for a while. And then as soon as they, as soon as talks of them going to AEW, now they want to start using Revival almost every week. Exactly. So everybody was on their feet. They got this is awesome chant. And then, uh, how about a sneeze? Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> I know it was out of nowhere. Uh, and after that, uh, they was about to, uh, I think they hit the Shatter Machine on O'Reilly, but then Fish got him out, and then they hit Total Elimination on Dawson, picks up the win. And it was a classic. I call it something else, though. Well, you, well, you know what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm oh, yeah, I know what it's supposed to be. Total yeah. Elimination! Sure. 
Yeah. Uh, like the high low or low high or something. I hate that name though. Yeah. Over total elimination or the or the high low. <laughs> but I don't think they I, I don't think they want to call it total elimination just because they want to I guess establish their own name for it. I, I, I who knows. Oh, maybe it said no. No, we got elimination chamber. We can't do total elimination. It's like calling the spirit gore. It's the same thing. God, Except yeah. when one person does it, it's different. So. Exactly. The one, one person does it is a shoulder tackle. But anyway, uh, the crowd love the revival there. I won't be surprised if they want to, you know, come back. Well, and you already know where they want to go at, so. The NXT UK champion, a uh, woman's champion, Kaylee Ray, uh, t- was taking on Dakota Kai in this matchup here. I didn't see much of this uh, matchup. All well, I you know, knew who had to take the pinfall, so. Well, you know Dakota had to take the pinfall. You know she had to take the pinfall. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden, I do. The Carmella comes down, and then mm-hmm. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and the people that's not gonna be on Survivor Series because, comes down. Well, yeah, because why are they fighting? Why are they? <laughs> why? They, why do they care? Exactly. Like, like nobody care about bragging rights if you're not gonna be on there. You can't leave God's greatest creation off Survivor Series. But hey, Corey Green got got nothing got nothing to look at. But so that's Girl. basically. <laughs> Uh huh. So, uh, Nikki Cross comes in there with a trash can lid and she's t- taking everybody out. Alright. Uh, you missed like one small part I just want to talk about. Sure. It's the, the semi stand down between Kari Zane and Eo Shirai. Because now they're right. both heels and they're still like friends. They was like, should we do this? And they was about to go for it and then hit. And then uh, I think Nikki came and hit everybody. But... Oh, that's right. It's a little subtle uh, stare down. A little subtle stare down. Yeah, she right, but I don't know. I like me a little thick, crazy Eo Shirai, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> she got some cake back there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Raw Tattoo Champions, the Viking Raiders take on the Forgotten Sons. Honestly, anytime I see a Forgotten Sons match, I don't care. And it's, yeah. it's amazing that Wesley Brick and Steve Cutler can still not get over. First of all, this match was more than it should have been. I know they're, they're trying to push... The Forgotten Sons as like the it stable in NXT, but as long as Undisputed Era is there, they will never be that. Of course not. So Jackson Riker just has to do his thing by himself. Yeah, I don't know why would you try to make the, the, the top it factor when you got Undisputed Era, who is the main factor probably of the whole all brands. Is you're right, and I I, I won't lie to you. This matchup, I pulled the night. I pulled the Brian Wilmer from nineteen ninety seven. Yes, I used my real name. I turned the channel to AEW. I hit that. La- right. I hit that last draw. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Viking Raiders win anyway. But I did make it back in time for the main event, which was for the NXT Championship. Uh, no, excuse me, not the championship. It's for the advantage of who's going to win war games. So in other words. Adam Cole's gonna win this match. Just how? So yep. it's Adam Cole versus Dominic Dijakovic. <laughs> In the words, of, yo, watch a Dominic Dijakovic matchup with Marvinado, and he says the full name with such intensity. Cause if you can't say you can't say because he what he was Dijak at first. Yeah. So I guess he he's so used to probably want to say Dijak that he just has to say it the whole name just to remind himself. Yeah, but the, the, the Dijakovic, well... Uh, Dijakovic is a hard name, but we can't get Mustafa Ali. You, you or, right. 
I'm not gonna start that because. Well, but, right. but, but Mustafa Ali's back though now. He got his name back. Yeah, we'll give Andrade Cien Almas his name back. Well, hold on now. You know what I'm saying? Look, when it comes to victories in the color community, we got to take a step at a time. Maybe maybe by Christmas or Cinco de Mayo next year, I almost gets his name back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. So, uh, the, the ladder match was actually pretty decent. Uh, Adam yeah, takes some hard bumps. That choke slam on the ladder, I was like, that sucked. Yes. Even that, um, that bump that Dijakovic took sucked too. I can tell because the ladder, like, the ladder barely wanted to break. It, yeah, well, uh, Cole, uh, Cole jumps off the top of the ladder and gives Dijakovic uh, Panama Sunrise and they try to climb back up and then uh, Dijak comes back and it takes him out goes to the top but then Cole hits him with the face with a briefcase I heard that so I was like that hurt falls yeah. back into the ladder and then Adam Cole what a surprise wins the advantage for his team he did he what? did I can't. We don't believe it, you know. Say so. Uh, after after that uh, happened, and Cole wins. That's when comes out to celebrate with him. But no, not just yet. We're not done because here comes Cesaro with the with the backwards cap, and Shinsuke Nakamura coming out, and the revival are out there. But on uh, as they surround undisputed era, so does Raw. And the people that stood out the most to me was Montez Ford and Yes, I'm like, y'all just (laughs) left NXT. Why is this important to y'all? Literally, like, maybe like, what, three, four, five weeks ago? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And now they all repping Raw and shit. I'm like, what? Fine. And y'all don't even care. Why why do y'all care about this? Y'all don't even in the match. That's just my main and thing. y'all don't benefit from this. This ain't like the end of y'all. Y'all I, once again, they have to do better storytelling when it comes to Survivor Series. And they like y'all get a title shot if y'all help us or not. Now, if they say y'all get a title shot or whoever wins gets whatever, then that probably make more sense. But you're right. So the brawl begins and they just start beat. Everybody starts beating down everybody. They, they beat down uh, when it comes to uh, the NXT guys. And she tried to come out to even the odds. And then all of a sudden, Adam Cole's in the ring by himself. And then here comes Seth Rollins. And the crowd actually kind of becomes a little unglued when Seth Rollins is in there. Uh, well, it, it, it was like two different emotions to me, I felt like. It, it kind of was. It was like he was. And then when he started saying burn it down, it was like, ooh. <laughs> started booing. Yeah, because like, we, we, we seen that we seen that a lot. I think... That, I think Part of it is because the NXT crowd, the actual crowd is loyal. So, like, anybody that comes in, they just going to boo. Yeah. But as as anybody give him the curb stomp, then we hear Chopper's music go off. And Chopper comes down, and he just strolls down, looking at all the bodies. Because, you know, Keith Lee had to do his... No, first of all, Keith Lee and uh, Ivar, or is it Mm -hmm. Ivan? Ivar. Ivar had to stare down in the ring, and these both big behemoths did do top rope suiciders off the uh, and take out all everybody that's down there. That's a lot of weight coming. That's like six hundred some pounds. Well, what you call it? Um, Ivar did a suicide dive. Yeah. And Keith Lee did a over a top rope suicider. So you got to see it like Marl, man. With Marl out there, you got to see it like that. So as they cleared out, so Chopper is coming through the wreckage. Then before he gets in, gives Adam Cole a running knee, 
and pe- people are booing, but I'm like, hold on, that's good storytelling. Uh-huh. Chopper's the only one that's doing good storytelling. He don't like Adam Cole. So why am I going to be buddy-buddy with somebody for Survivor Series if I don't like you? I enjoy that. It's kind of like when, when they had, Triple H first came, and on, when they was on SmackDown, it gave the, it gave the shot to uh to, to WWE for NXT. Chopper was all the way in the back, nowhere near Adam Cole, just staring at Goldie. I'm like, that's how you're supposed to do it. It's good storytelling. So then him and Seth Rollins get into it, and they start fighting, and then it just goes off. Yeah, <laughs> faded black. I was just like, yo, how many times are we gonna do this shit now? Like, we haven't had a finish in like a month. Yeah, pretty much. We hey, really watch, had... watch our next show, and then they say, watch our next show. Exactly, and I'm like, okay, well, Survivor Series is finally here because I'm tired. Believe it or not, certain things I'm like, okay, I'm cool with the beatdowns and stuff like that, but I'm tired. They had a beatdown literally every single wrestling show this week. I thought it was like every single match seemed like. It, it seemed like I'm like, yo, y'all are oversaturated with the beatdowns. <laughs> Get some of your off commentary and join a beatdown clan. Why not? You see what I mean? I'm surprised D.O. Matt didn't come back out there. <laughs> Seriously. But that was. I'm better not. Exactly. Now that was AXC this week, but now it's time to move on to AEW. So AEW kicks off with a singles match. Phoenix takes on Nick Jackson. No, mm-hmm. this is Nick Jackson's first singles match since, since 2015. Yeah. Since 2015, this is Nick Jackson's first singles match. Uh, good matchup here. Nick Jackson hits a delayed German suplex to Phoenix on the apron. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, once again, Phoenix will prove that he is crazy by no means. It doesn't care. And uh, he beats uh, Nick Jackson with a spinning muscle buster because they still do that here. And after the match... JR made sure to let you know, too. Exactly. After the match, Nick, Nick goes to shake uh, Phoenix's hand, but Phoenix says, no, nah, screw that. We still the rivalry, so everybody didn't care about that. Uh, next up, we get... What was it? I get these names wrong. Hakira Sh- Sonata. Hakara Sita. Hakara Sita. Hakara Sita. Thank you. Taking on Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, BMD. Huh? You got to say the full thing. Oh, Dr. Britt Baker BMD. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I have I wasn't really into this matchup, to be honest with you. This is what I did to reverse and turn to NXT. Okay. Exactly. But uh, Sonata. I'm going to say it wrong to you. Say it for me. Uh, Sheeta. Just say Sheeta. Sheeta wins with the running knee. Yeah. So, after that, I'm like, okay, so what we got here? There's a video segment of this nerd who's been bullied on the subway station. And his glasses get broken. I'm like, this is the most cliche shit I've ever seen. But he gets on the train and watches a a self-help video it turned out to be a recruitment uh, video for the Dark Order. Can I say something, Brian? Yeah. This is the first time, in my personal opinion, that the, the Dark Order anything has been creepy. Yeah, they they, they starting to uh, learn how to do stuff better. Because all the Dark Order looks like to me is just a bunch of sex guys. 
with those uh you know uh I, I forgot, dominatrix masks on. They don't look like nothing creepy or nothing scary. Like like the fiend is scary. So these guys are like, bruh, are you serious? Take that mask off. But now just skinny dudes in masks. Yeah. I think this video, you know, brought the creep brought a little bit it still ain't selling me all the way, but it brought a little bit more of the creepy factor out for the dark order. Yeah. Uh, so they've been they've been missing like character development. Exactly. So next up, we have the dime, well, the dynamite dozen battle royal. Where this the, reminds me of something TNA would do. Yeah, this is this is a TNA thing. Where because they they don't have no mid card title, right? No, not yet. Not yet. So th- I think this is going to be the birth of that. So the let the thing is, is a battle royal. The last two men face in a match next week, and they win the special seven point five carat diamond. Uh, doesn't ring. I think it's gonna be like when when Cody was the Ring of Honor champion and he had the legit Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's gonna be something like that. I, I assume. Well, in this matchup, uh, we had uh, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Sonny Kiss, Joe Janela, Kip Saban, uh, Pentagon Junior, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Billy Gunn. Warlow and uh, of course MJF, Adam Page. So uh, a lot of things happened. First of all, Billy Gunn made a, a return. He was the last one to come out, and people popped for Billy Gunn. I was like, "Whoa, is it '98 again? Like, what's yeah, going on?" Yeah, and, and for uh, 56 years by, old, he's in shape. By the way, if you didn't know, his theme song is like the DX song with a different key, which I thought that was funny. It is. Uh, so some of the takeaways from the battle royal. First off, Sunny Kiss starts twerking in front of Billy Gunn, and, and I, then uh, Tony Schiavone was like, "You know what he likes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This the That's first. Funny. This the first time though we've seen Sunny Kiss on AEW." No, uh, I mean no, like not. like on Dynamite. What was the other time? On, on weekly TV, yes, yes, yeah. I'm about to say, but yeah, on Wednesday night, Dynamite is the first time uh, he has made his debut, right? Yes. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, he does the, the twerking for Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn feels as though like he said, "Hold on, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you." So he 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 shows him, you know, where the ass man came from. But Sonny Kiss gets eliminated by MJ MJF anyway, so uh, they take out that one. Uh, there's a there's a uh, stunt where basically all the people try to jump Billy Gunn, and he does the whole Big Show, Mark Henry, Great Khali, you know. Yeah, because he's about bigger than almost everybody they got. I, God, did, did, he really just made that roster like an ECW roster. <laughs> Doing that whole thing. He made. And first of all, it don't help that Jungle Boy is like four four ten. Jungle Boy's a little kid yeah, in their wrestling. They, they get a small, like literally a small roster. Yeah, uh, but also before the, before they even started, it looks like Phoenix is running down to the ring. It turns out to be Christopher Daniels, and then he eliminates. Uh, I mean, uh, then Rafe he distracts Pentagon, and Pentagon gets eliminated first. He's the first one eliminated from the Battle Royal. 
So this is obviously going to keep the feud going. Uh, then we have uh, Jimmy Havoc gets eliminated. He comes back, starts stapling everybody with the staple gun. Yes, <coughs> and the stomach and the hands everywhere. Everywhere. Joey Janela's on top row. Sean Spears comes out, eliminates Joey Janela. That thing is going to keep going. Why is that uh, rivalry still going? <laughs> Why is Joey Janela and Sean Spears thing still going? I don't get it. Unless they plan on having like a hardcore match, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I don't care. First of all, the hardcore match should go to Allen and Moxie, but we get we'll get to that. Uh, then we get standing in the ring where the crowd really comes unglued and they really be, they really come into it. Billy Gunn is face to face with Orange Cassidy, and and everybody is like into it. Orange Cassidy sitting there doing his little shin kicks, and it don't work. And then. You want to get the crowd's me? like, oh, you want, oh. exactly. They they into this guy. <laughs> so you want to get major heat? Eliminate Orange Cassidy. Who does yeah, that? Of course. MJF. Major heat eliminates Orange Cassidy. The crowd does not like that at all. He gets taken out again. So uh, Billy Gunn had a good showing, but he gets taken out. So th- the last two that looks like it's left is Marco Stunt. And uh, Adam Page, but everybody don't did not know that MJF is still the matchup. So he comes, eliminates Marco Stunt, and then bam! Next week we get MJF taking on Adam Page for the Dime Dozen Ring. Yeah, because the way that it ended is like, oh, well, that's it. These two are the, the last two. That's all. Exactly. It, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, Chris Jericho comes to the ring with Jack Hager. Or excuse me, Jake Hager. Uh, and he said, I have a big announcement because people thought he was going to come out there to apologize. He says, no, I'm letting everybody know that, you know, first of all, he wants to apologize. Not really, but he cannot say the word sorry because Jericho's a fucking genius. And he has to give the microphone to Hager to say I'm sorry surprised. to say sorry for him. So he has to get an incredibly list Favi out of uh, Hager. I'm surprised because uh, that's the first choice he ever, he's ever said. He don't he don't talk at all. You're right. But so, uh, so I thought that I thought Jericho was just gonna hold it to him. He's just gonna look there and then he's gonna say like that's that's what I mean. Got, that would have been cool too. Because that's what they do to him. They say how do you feel about it? Um, they call him Big Hurt. How do you feel about Big Hurt? First of all, all right. See, he feel good. That's what they. Do. First of so, all, prime time. Ain't but one big hurt. That's Frank Thomas. But you know, well, that's what they call him. I know. Uh, you, you, you look at Frank Thomas and, and, and look at Jack Swagger. Excuse me, <laughs> Jake Hager. I'll show you what a big hurt okay. is. I get your point. You know, say. Uh, but next week, uh, Jericho's having a lot of on Thanksgiving celebration, baby. So, as he's doing that, SCU comes out, and Scorpio uh, Sky cuts the promo. Let him know that hey. You know, the reason why you had that temper last week is because, you know, I pinned you in the match. And then uh, Jericho was saying that, you know, Scorpio Sky's not in not in this league and you want to go one-on-one to prove it. And then they start bringing out the comedy. Uh, Kazarian was saying, well, there's no way. You don't you don't want him to put that championship on the line. Uh, I, I thought that was going to, like, get him to do it, like, tonight, not the next week. Oh, yeah, well. 
And that shit like something to Jericho would do. He was like, I'm not going to be ready in two weeks. Are you not going to be ready in two weeks? How about tonight then? That's why I said like something to Jericho. Oh, exactly. well, yeah. So he used the reverse psychology on him, and he said... Oh, so you say you don't want a title shot? You don't want to? Well, fine. I'm going to give you a title shot. All right? It's official. We shook on it. <laughs> I loved it. I was dying. And uh, as he said, he said, well, next week, you know, you're the live champion, but next week I'll make you the, my la bitch. He's been waiting 15 years for this. So Scorpio Sky taking on Jericho. We know Jericho going to win, but still, Scorpio Sky is singles action. You know, that, that's, that's I think cool. it's going to be like a, like a, like, Interference with Jake Hager. Yeah, well, the rest of the circle interfere and they start be- they start uh, beating up SCU, and but then uh, here comes Jungle Boy. He comes down, and gets laid out by Jericho like easily. Then Marco Stunt comes in, he gets one hit and gets laid out. This is so weird because they all come out together, but the camera doesn't show them all coming out together because everybody was cheering for Luchasaurus, but obviously the camera doesn't see him yet. You're right. Uh, when so the Luchasaurus comes out, and then him and uh, Jack and Jake Hager uh, <laughs> have a stare down, so they're teasing something. They are teasing something for um, in the future, but it's it, it, he's still in the ring because the Luchasaurus has a match against the Librarian Peter Avalon. God, I hate this guy. That's a that's a squash. It, it was a squash. First of all, he's trying to be like Damian Sandow when he first came. Honestly, I think they just. Honestly, I was like, they, they, they was like, all right, we're gonna do this character. Everybody hates it. Uh, okay, well, just do whatever. Just do whatever you want to do. It's kind of what I feel like they do with it. Uh, yeah, I guess, but still. But they, they even make fun of it on their show. They be like, we didn't even know we we knew it was gonna suck, but hey, Tony wanted us to do it, so we're just gonna make sure he just at least says something, one thing on TV every week. You're right. <clears throat> Uh, now we get tag team action. Private Party taking on Pride and Powerful. This is a tribute match to uh, Matt Travis, who lost his life uh, last week after being in a hit-and-run accident, riding his bicycle in Harlem and a tow truck, no, a, a tow truck, garbage truck, something like that, uh, did a legal U-turn and struck him once back and killed him. And Shivani made the point that he was the 28th cyclist Killed in New York this year. Twenty oh, eighth cycle. First of all, I, I know people got problems with people that ride bikes and like that, but he was in a bike. Like he was doing everything he was supposed to. They made the illegal turn and killed this young man at the age of twenty five. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it sucks. Well, this was their tribute match. You see, Private Party bring out a shirt and it, uh, they uh, put it on the ropes. Uh, so. Now, this match, obviously, is not the best private party match because I'm a huge fan of private party. And I'm a huge fan of Santana and Ortiz or Pride and Powerful or LAX or The Urban Use, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> uh, but this match had two commercial breaks. I was like, this is some WWE stuff right here. And I'm like, I, I couldn't, the match wasn't getting flowing to me because, like I said, we had the breaks and everything in there. But uh, they told a good story as they were working on I don't know. I know Isaiah Isaiah something is the light skin. Isaiah Cassidy is the Isaiah Cassidy the, the regular hair. Yeah, and the other one is Mark uh, Quinn is Mark the, Quinn. The yeah. yeah. So yeah, they work on the back of Mark Quinn. Uh, so they couldn't get the uh, what's that slingshot or the silly screen move that he did. I I, I thought that was kind of cool. But let's talk about Botch City though. 
All right. And Isaiah Cassie's going for the cold red on, I don't know if it's Ortiz or Santana. One of, The referee counts, and he just stops counting. And I'm like, what happened? And he's and looking. This was like the third week in a row, I think they did that same thing. Uh-huh. And they did it one time with uh, Neville and Chuck Taylor. Yeah. Where the ref, he counts one, two, and he don't kick out, but he's, he, he, don't, he raises his hand as if he kicked out. Uh-huh. They did it at the pay-per-view. And then they do it here, so I don't know what I don't even know if that's the same referee or not. But they they got communication issues. Yeah, yeah, they need to work on that because like he sort of pulls. I, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. My bad. I'm just mm. saying because they WWE they count three no matter what if you mess up or not. Exactly. Even though he was supposed to kick out, I feel because it was a roll up, but like a regular like sunset flip. Yeah, but. I guess sometimes they don't hear him, but WWE, they, you just you just count the three anyway, and whatever happens just happens. Gotcha. I mean, but, it, it, yeah. that, that's basically what it is, but um, it was a bad looking botch, and they tried to cover it up on the commentary saying that well, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the legal man. I'm like, they don't count the fuck. It doesn't matter. He fucked up. It doesn't matter. Uh, but still, prior party win by. Uh, doing the get given uh, LAX sorry probably powerful the the uh, gin and juice finisher I like that finisher it, yeah it, it nice takes finisher. It, it takes a while to do the whole setup but uh I do like the whole gin and juice so, yeah cool move cool move I'm oh. waiting on one day when somebody does that <laughs> so when they do somebody and somebody takes it like does a front flip bump first and then takes the cutter uh huh. Somebody athletic gotta do it. I'm sure somebody gonna try to attempt it. Good God. Uh, then we get Kenny Omega backstage cutting the promo, lifting extremely lightweight back like it was heavy, saying he lost he lost his marbles, and uh, he lost the packet. All what was it all out? But then he'll beat him in their yeah, their, their match, the their rematch next week. As he he says, add more weight. Only on one side. It's only like a 10 pound. I'm like, Kenny Omega, what are you doing? He probably lifts light. Who knows? Stop it, Prime. Stop it. Uh, Then we get time for our main event. Who is uh, going to answer for Moxley's uh, challenge last week? Darby Allen does. So Darby Allen comes out in a body bag with Moxley <laughs> on it. And I was like, well, here goes some old school stuff. He comes out, he comes out, and then rises the, the skateboard down with the body bag. Mossy comes through the crowd. Then we're off to the races with the matchup. And before he can even get, like, halfway over the over the barricade, here comes uh, Darby Allen with, like, a dive to the outside already. Oh, well, already. So I was like, so, but Darby Allen, bro, he is small. Yeah. He, like He's he, small. He, he'll throw his body at you in a minute. He will never make it to nothing but two or five live in WWE. Well, yeah, barely even that. Probably uh main event or so. Yeah, so uh, the match was uh pretty good. The best takeaway of it is we hit that paradigm shit from the top and spiked around his head. Hey, he almost slipped too. <clears throat> he did, and I'm like, what is up with these guys taking this these bumps on their head? Should be. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like uh, in AEW, you got like Janela, Allen, maybe Jimmy Havoc, and like maybe two or three other people. 
They say, all right, what you want to do tonight? Drop me on my head on concrete? All right, we can do that. That's why I feel like they, that's how I feel like their conversations go sometimes. It probably does go like that sometimes. So, Moxie because we seen we seen Janela do that move somewhere. Everybody missed. Yeah, was there. He still laying on his face. Yeah, that was stupid. That, that's George Janela. That's stupid. But uh, that was the main event. Good main event. That was AEW this week. So who wins for you, AEW or NXT this week? I don't, I, I mean I guess by default. Well, I don't know. The the ending to both were great. The middle show for me, I kind of liked. You know, I, I say NXT just because of the, the brawl and everything we got. I'll, I'll say NXT. Yeah, the brawl was good. The the the, the, the ladder match was good. Uh, I enjoyed Reaver Re- Re- and Becky at the beginning of the show. So yeah, it, it's a slight it's a slight win. I don't know, but AW did talk because I don't know. I was getting started to get started to get tired of the brawls a little bit, and you know, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think I'm gonna give the slight win to AEW though. Okay. Right. Because yeah, I, I like I love that main event match that that, that Allen and uh, Moxie had. And the whole segment with Jericho was, was just great. So, I, oh, you know what? You know what? Because I have not talked to you about this yet. Just real quick, did you see Jericho's almost quotable best promo of the year? I think I did. You gotta remind me which one it was again. When, when it was it was him and it was uh, Virgil and. Uh, no, I didn't like see. A, I didn't see all that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so you gotta sorry. go back and watch that one. That that one is like the best one. It was like he's making fun of like Cody's like Road Two series. Uh huh. It was like him and Sammy Guevara and all the mother. It's it just very good. It was very funny. It's hilarious. Oh my goodness! So this is gonna be one of the last uh, topics I'm gonna talk about on this week's podcast. Uh, unfortunately, the crew. It's not here. They had to leave. Primetime had to leave and all that. So, but I have to talk about this because last week I talked about WWE backstage where CM Punk made his return to WWE, kind of. But yeah, this one, uh, now he's on the show fully this week on WWE backstage. And I had a chance to actually go and check it out. And I'm going to tell you something. I enjoyed him. I really did enjoy him. And I enjoy it breaks because he has... A Fox deal. He signed with Fox, not with WWE. So WWE gave them their blessing to bring CM Punk on, and he's there to be an analyst. He's there to talk about the business and things that are, you know, not good with the business and everything. And I like the dynamic of it because CM Punk gonna say what he want to say anyway because he doesn't have to worry about. You know, uh, if he's gonna be buried on TV, or if he's gonna be fired, or if he's gonna be fined, or if it's gonna be in his feelings, because he doesn't work for them. He works for Fox. This is a Fox job that's affiliated with WWE. And I'm like, okay, I like that. So Renee Young has sit down interview, and she says, "What do you think of the business now since you have gone and came back?" He said, "It's pretty much the same as how he uh, he left it, and full of micromanagement." that he doesn't like and he said he one thing that he does like is that he likes the women uh but he doesn't understand why there's all these hashtags and all this promote like let the women go out and do what the women do best and they'll get over naturally just like that instead of you know basically stephanie mcmahon in it all the time uh and he has some choice words for like seth rollins when it comes to like you know what's going on with seth rollins he just told him straight up stop tweeting 
<laughs> because uh, tweeting is what's getting Seth Rollins into into all these heartaches and, and headaches right now. So that uh, obviously Paige, uh, Renee Young, and Booker T are still under the WWE contract. So they they can't say but so much. I booked you guys on podcast and Booker T every now and then will share his opinion. But I'm saying they 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 can't go in the way that CM Punk is planning to go in. And you can tell how CM Punk was kind of like trying to egg them on, especially Paige or certain things of uh when they, I forgot what segment they was talking about. It was I was at the Baron Corbin segment or uh, with the whole thing with the dog, and he was like, "This is this is terrible," and this is which it was. I was there live when they was in Philly and did that. I was like, "I don't know why they thought that was was good." And I remember Corey Graves on his new podcast, which he's he's hoping he don't get fired for, was trying to defend the whole thing with the the dog coming out, saying, "You know, the end game is Roman Reigns spearing you know the dog," but that does not make it good it don't make it entertaining it doesn't make it just because the ends don't meet the means and that's what you know i like of having cm punk in this dynamic so they they had a couple things uh that they played like uh so they had david arquette return for those who remember david arquette yes the actor returned to talk about he came in there to talk about his days in wcw obviously and booker t was there and david arquette won the world heavyweight championship was i cool with this no but uh i remember uh booker t was telling a story and he was saying that uh david arquette won a championship but he went back backstage and one of the first people that david arquette saw was booker t and he says how many championships have you won he said i never won a championship and i think arquette had in his promo the next week about how he doesn't need to be the champion, and yeah, people back there who's more deserving, such as guys like Booker T, and Booker T credits him for uh, helping him, you know, probably get that title shot. Even though, uh, with all the other crap that was going on WCW and all the lawsuits that was coming out there, Booker T was getting that title, you know, sooner rather than later, uh, type of thing. So he uh, he credits him for that, and like I said, that, that was a Vince Russo move. I know a lot of people that felt that Arquette killed the wrestling business, but Arquette is one of the people that actually is like loves the wrestling business. And all the money, the proceedings that he made from, you know, that whole run he had, he dedicated, uh, he gave all the money to was uh, Brian Pillman's family and Owen Hart's family. So the, the Hart family. Uh, because, you know, that's just a class act thing to do. You know, and you can tell he, he loves the, sport of professional wrestling and good damn well knows that he shouldn't even have that title i mean sometimes people doing it for publicity stuff i keep hearing vince russo say i don't care i won't change it because it was every usa today uh it's all i hear vince russo talk about every time we talk about this story i'm like you know what there's more than just usa today but you know what hey whatever the case may be so they had a, a segment called promo class where uh David Arquette will cut a promo on Booker T, and Booker T will cut a promo on David Arquette, and uh, David Arquette came out there, he was kind of like coming at CM Punk a little bit in the promos, but they kind of like was trying to pull it back, and CM Punk was trying to teach him, he was like, look, I would respect you more if you had just came at me without trying to pull, you know, pull any punches, because that's basically what, what a promo is, you're supposed to get down on the people and get them out of here. 
and then Booker T did the same thing. So I, I thought I thought that was a, a really cool segment because Paige and uh, Renee Young and CM Punk were the judges. Then they had this thing where uh, where celebrities tweet in, and they will cut a promo on these celebrities, and one of them happened to be Tom Arnold. Now, t- yes, that Tom Arnold. <laughs> uh, I know Tom Arnold is not known for doing some mainstream roles, you know. Uh, other than like, I remember Tom Arnold from like Soul Plane, and I remember him. They had a movie. It was a, it was a very low budget indie movie about the Columbine uh, high school massacre named April, called April Showers. It was a pretty decent movie. He played in that movie. And uh, like I said, Tom Arnold has had a couple times. Of course, he he was known for marrying Roseanne and getting the infamous tattoo of Roseanne on his chest. And was it two months or two weeks later that they divorced? And he been trying to get like lasered off or cover it up. See, that's why I don't. You should. I mean, if you ever really love somebody, but you you never know how things are gonna work out. And it's like. The, the, the tattoos, man. You know, you do all that work putting them on there. And if you don't want them anymore, entire look at them. You gotta get them things off, <laughs> especially of, of Roseanne's face. He said, I, "Tom Arnold made the comment: If I ever have sex with any other woman, I I can never have it because all you go, every time they have sex with me, he's gonna see this big Roseanne thing right on my chest. I'm like, why would you do that? But it's kind of like the, uh, the 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 fact I shouldn't call it fat guy, but the big guy that be who's a huge Hogan fan. Every time Hogan comes back, you see him in the audience. And he has a huge Hulk Hogan from neck to waistline tattoo on his back. Neck to waistline. I mean, is it a good tattoo? Yes, but Hogan, he always takes his shirt off and shows it the camera every time Hogan comes. I'm just like, that's a lot. He's a Hogan fanatic, whatever, but that that that's a lot. So... Uh, CM Punk starts cutting a promo on Tom Arnold. I think Tom Arnold uh, was surprised CM Punk came in there or lasted as long as he did in MMA. I forgot. I don't know verbatim of what Tom Har- uh, Arnold said in a promo, but CM Punk was uh, there and he came at Tom uh, Tom Arnold talked about the Roseanne thing. He kept name dropping Seth Rollins. Now, before people say in there it was going to be a comeback, it's going to be a WrestleMania match between CM Punk and Seth Rollins. No. CM Punk already told Renee Young that I've learned that in this business, it's never say never, but I am not pursuing those goals right now to, go, to come back and do all He's Right now, he wants to be an analyst. And, and granted, he may not be on there every week, but he is going to be on there. He's going to trash his company. And I, that, that may be the shot in the ass that is needed, to be honest with you. Uh, so yeah, he, he comes at Tom Arnold, he comes at the Roseanne tattoo and all that stuff like that. But on a serious note, we I talk about the state of WWE all the time. People that I've listened to, like I listen to Solomon Sounds Off. He's one of my favorite wrestling podcasters. Every now and then, I listen to Don Tony Kevin Castle. Uh, I listen to The Lax Man. You know, see, uh, I'm cool with him. Another another fellow YouTuber as well. Uh, and then I got some, uh, you know, down YouTubers like Daniel guys and people that, you know, I, I, I'm just cool with on the more lower scale with, and then you go back up, uh, ring rush radio is another one of my favorites that that is Solomon sounds off. I listen to them faithfully. We always from the, no matter how small of a YouTube show you are to how big of a YouTube show you are always come at the product itself. I've always done that. 
Now, it's different when somebody who's worked there and now got like an indirect job because the CM Punk said six months ago, this job didn't exist. So him coming up there and being able to criticize the stuff that we see that other wrestlers be throwing back in our faces on Twitter and blocking everybody because they don't like the they don't like their opinion is refreshing. Because CM Punk knows what's going on and the product is bad. There and there's just some stubborn ways that it's gonna take a while to get out. Cause you have lost a lot of your fan base. Your your loyal fan base. That's not the, that's not the ones you want. Even when you're doing music or when when, when you're doing certain you have a loyal fan base, you never want to lose the loyal fan base. You you lose the fair weather fan base. The ones that's only with you for a certain amount of time because they, they like something that you're doing at the moment, but that's not gonna last forever. You're supposed to stick to that loyal fan base and that WWE has not done a good job at sticking to that loyal wrestling fan base that's the one that's putting the money and probably now granted they, they get so much money out of it but i mean look they ain't gonna last but long if the product is just not good and him name chopping seth Rollins, because seth Rollins was out there doing a lot of uh stupid tweets that seth Rollins just put out and cm punk was coming at him telling you know you need he needs to stop tw- tweeting and he needs to basically focus on you know wrestling and i agree with saying because seth Rollins is highly in his feelings when it comes to certain things that go on the rest of people criticize him about the same thing. And um, there was one, there, there was one good comeback that this fan had. I forgot what it was. It was something related to uh, something about when there was the Bray Wyatt or the, the Fiend match with Seth Rollins and Hell in the Cell. And Seth Rollins made a comment saying that if a man gets hit over the head with a sledgehammer and he's, by, he's near death, wouldn't it be logical to stop the match? And the fan clapped back and said, I'm pretty sure Sting would have loved for you to stop the match. And I was like, ah! Ah! You, you, there ain't nothing you can say after that. Because he is the reason why Sting got injured. Now, once again, I haven't seen WWE Untold yet, so Sting may not be the one to be like, hey, it wasn't his fault, blah, blah, blah. But he, he took a buckle bomb, and I'm just like, that's what happened. And I mean, I, like I said, that I, I I read that and I was like, whoa. So I'm really intrigued to see one how many times CM Punk comes on here, and two, he said I got I got five years of wrestling to catch up on because he never watched the product when he was out, like bits and pieces, but he never watched it. So I was like, God, five years of catching up on crap because there were some years in there that was just dreadful it was just dreadful stuff it was not good stuff it was not good television after he left if, if even when he was there it just wasn't good television and i think a lot of reasons is like i it's going to micromanagement and i hope him speaking out about that stuff like that is going to bring certain kind of awareness because you, you you're working on fox here and fox knows if those smackdown numbers don't come up then they're going to have to be make some changes because right now, SmackDown's not doing that well on Fox. Now, granted, the WWE Backstage show is not doing that great as well, neither. But when CM Punk came on there, it came up, uh, the Rays came up a little bit, which was happy for them, but it could have probably did a little bit more. That's what they're probably looking for. But I, I think if we keep it going, those CM Punk fans and those those fans that, that like the criticism of the company will come and they will criticize CM Punk and actually, Chris at WWE was he a part right there? It may bring more with us. We, we, we'll never know. But 
Having CM Punk back in this capacity, I'm okay with, I'm cool with. I don't need for him to rush back into wrestling. I'd rather him judge it. So, guys, that right there is going to end the No Gimmicks Either Wrestling podcast for this week. Glad you guys can stay aboard with me. Once again, I want to thank my co-hosts, Q-Flow, Flo the Rookie, and Primetime. They couldn't stay with me to, to the end, but, you know, I pretty much thank them for that. Uh, make sure you guys check out all of our great podcasts and ads right there or the production company we are a part of, SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out SpaceFilly.com. Check out all the podcasts that they have over there, such as Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, both sides. And, you know, if you want to go get some archive, go check out the Market Dark Show. It was a pretty decent show. And check out all our content on there as well. The No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue. Great content for you guys out there. Make sure you guys check us out on all the podcast apps, such as Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, and hopefully go get find our way on Spotify. Then make sure you guys check out us on YouTube if you like to still us on YouTube as you put the snippets of the podcast up and you guys can still stay on YouTube premium if uh, you want to. So that is it for me today, guys. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned. Be back here next week. Like I said, working on consistency <clears throat> to get you uh, with these shows. We'll be back next week. Uh for you know another episode of the No Gimmicks Eat Wrestling Podcast. So once again, this is NC a place to be. Trust me, stay in D and Q Flow wherever you're at. Take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back. Relax and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host Mr. A&E Yeah you know it's the place to be a sensei Imagine your new bathroom a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.